we got I, I, this is what I look like every morning. The uh, the GF leans over and she looks like Jesus Christ, what a hideous beast. I, I look, I mean, I'm not terribly good looking to begin with, but this is me 15 minutes up because I, you'd be happy that I'm doing this for you. I got up this early, 9:30, crack of a fart in the morning uh, because this is when you could fit it in. Uh, you know, I hang on, I gotta turn this off. There we go. Well, I, I will not dampen your enthusiasm by telling you I got up at seven and I've already been downtown and had breakfast. And really? You've made it downtown yeah. already? Wow. Yeah. Um, is the backdrop here okay? The with backdrop the... is light as hell. You look like a silhouette. We don't even know if you're Chad Elkins. We we can only identify you by your voice right now. That's okay. No one. Do you have Do you have shades or no? I mean, when you the, these when you have. No. The, this is the shade. That is the shade. That's all I so, got. Yeah. So uh, basically, when you have your malls come in, Detective CPA Chad Elkins, Esquire, uh, the girly girls come in there and, oh, Chad, I have a problem. I can't balance my books. You think you can balance my books for me? And then that people can see you because that, well, you didn't have that shade. It's not keeping anything out. Well, you know, it's just to add to the aura of mystery of, of the 50s motif that uh -huh. I'm trying to add. And um, yeah, you know, it gets, it increases the tingles, you know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> what, can you move in your head a little bit? Like maybe we can eclipse the sun a little. Can you move to your right? Um, Four degrees. Oh, like that. No, that's your left. No, 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 no. I'm saying I can move the. Oh, computer. that. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, wait. How's that? There, Is that better? better? Okay, yeah. All not right, that, cool. Not that anyone views, tunes in, to looks at our sexy asses. Well, the issue my office desk is smaller than my one at home. So mm -hmm. uh, this is okay? It's fine. It's fine. It's good enough for the girls we date. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'll let the GF know you said that. I meant that in a good way. I was saying you date the high quality. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, we, uh, we, you have to admit, well, except for schmoopsy muffins, uh, we do date the high quality ones. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. And I would take whatever, but I committed, like if I had a girlfriend, they're usually higher quality gals and definitely were higher quality gals, uh, except for one. One was a, every guy's going to have the bipolar cycle quanta ha ha. Um, well, you avoided we you avoided a long term uh, one of those, right? Not really. It was um, it was like my first real girlfriend. Uh, no, I take it back. It was my second real girlfriend, um, and she was. And again, I don't care if they're faking it or actually have it. If you act like a quantaha, you're a quantaha. -ha. And uh, I stuck with that for a year and a quarter. But at no time was I was thinking about getting married or committing to this girl long term. I mean, it was, she was hot. I was having sex. Um, and, it, it, and even if you're not that committed, they still make your life a living hell. And then after a while, I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's the curb. Stand, bend over. And I kicked her to it. And I was like somebody else I know. I was the first guy to dump her ass. Um, and then last I heard, she magically got rid of the bipolar disorder and also became a supportive wife. And now she's like a mom with, I don't know, two or three kids or something married. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, so you were faking it the entire time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, and you got to look out for those gals that have never been dumped or divorced. And all of a sudden your tires get slashed because nobody leaves baby in a corner. Well, um, 
Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at the chat already. already? Yeah. Um, no, I, I know you hate it when I jump. Into I, the super no, I don't chat, hate so. it. Oh, I hate getting money. It's just, can we warm up guys? Like what? I was really thinking about like just going, getting another coffee right now. And we take, a, can I get, let me heat up a coffee. Can I heat up a coffee? I give you permission to do. Thank that. you for giving me permission. All right. Yeah. And then a billion dollars worth of super chest, but hang on. Let me heat up. It's going to take a minute. Sing in Panema. Tall and tan. No, I'm not going to do that this early in the morning. Man, I wish I was at home. It kind of sucks to do this in my office. It's a little bit more cramped. And I have to. Oh. Holy crap, that's oh, All right, anyway, um, I have a client coming in two hours, so that's why I have to do this from my office, and I'd much rather be at home. How can I tell her is... I love her? Wow, yeah, very bad singer. That's a terrible, terrible For way to sing it. Of her and me. Walking happily down by the sea. Oh my goodness. Tall and ten and young and lovely, a girl from Infinite goes walking. You guys have to admit, I'm not that every bad. Every time she keeps walking past his goes, ah. Admit it, I'm better oh, than that. Um, just had a million dollar idea. It wasn't about singing, I hope. <laughs> it was about singing, but it does not involve you and me singing because we have no singing ability. Uh, huh. I'm wondering if Mary Jo has a great voice. Oh, uh, she has great other attributes. Well, but I, don't well, want... I mean, you combine these attributes, you form Voltron. Um, but if she could, I'm just thinking her holding my book, singing the girl from Impanema in a bikini and heels. And that's just the idea that came. If she could sing, she doesn't have to be that good at singing. If she just sang it, uh, while holding my book to advertise it, I think that would send uh, advertisement through the uh, sorry. sales through the roof. God damn. Too damn early for this. Hmm. All right. I was just, hmm. I was just telling the chat. I really hate doing this for my office. It's just too cramped. What's and, wrong? You know, it's ah, too cramped. Well, I'm concerned. Like, there's a guy behind the wall here, and chances yeah. are he's gonna pop over and be like, "Hey, you're being kind of loud." Really? So well, that's too bad. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's get. You can. You know what you can do is you can always put up um, soundproofing, uh, and in the form of used towels. That's what my recording studio. Back at the old Northern Command in the WBL was, is all I did was buy up a bunch of used towels for. I, I watched a YouTube video on it, and the soundproofing was better than the professional foamy stuff you buy. So if you just go and get like some towels, <clears throat> you put them in a frame of some kind, you hang them up, that'll dampen the sound way more than you think possible. Ah, well, I may have to because, you know, confidential. Things get discussed in yes. this office and occasionally uh, private acts, if you know what I mean. Yes. I think <laughs> you need to, before before we get to the Super Chats, I think you need to doll up your office to look like a 1940s Sam Spade office. I think you need like an old lampshade. You need, you know, Chad Elkins CPA on the frosted window uh, painted. Um, 
I think a, a, a poster of Casablanca would <laughs> be pretty cool. No, I'm just thinking if you 40s it up a bit, I, I think there's some you may, and then then you'll remember finally. Hey, remember how I did my my uh my office? It was all 1940s like, and uh, you know, put up uh, <clears throat> what was it, Sin City posters of Sin City, get that kind of film noir motif going on. I'm sure my millennial um, clients, which are the majority, would really appreciate that. They wouldn't even do. Wait, have you seen Sin City? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Yeah, but you and I are from a different era. We are. That's why we make more money, or we are in better financial shape. So, all right. Well, we got. <laughs> let's get the early super chats because I have stuff to talk about. I want to talk about my nieces and uncling. Uh, Ooh, let's get. You know, I'm into uncling now. You, uh, um, you're pro uncling, man. Yeah, you and me both, man. It's great being an uncle. All right. Well, first, a couple of quick things. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, it's Nick Shoelander's birthday, so he said oh. that your your singing ruined his birthday. So I hope you're happy. Uh <laughs> What's great is he can go to my Amazon.com affiliate and search "bag of dicks," and he can order himself <laughs> a bag of dicks, and he can go eat him on his birthday. That's what Nick can do. It's be sure and click on the affiliate link. Uh, yeah, be sure I get that commission on the bag of dicks you're about to eat, Nick. And then lastly, um, Ahmed Khan says, Chad Elkins, I only super chat when you're on due to your Chad status. So See? I couldn't let that go unsaid. Uh, got Ahmed. Ahmed's a good guy. I, I guess he hates me and only likes you. That's fine. No, he loves you so much. He's trying to get on the stream constantly. That's right. I know. We got to have him on. Was he in Seattle too? Or are we going to have him on the Seattle show? Or is that just the Ahmed show? Uh, I, I, I'm sure he'll answer in the chat here. Um, but... Our good buddy, who's who's one of our good buddies? Who's He's, gonna okay? I'm out? I'm gonna do this like Sherlock Holmesian. I'm going to deduce. Uh, it's too early on the West Coast to have it be um, bacon. I'm surprised Nick is up at this time. Um, I'm gonna say it's our good buddy Atham, who's never sleeps at all. El Chaparrito Grande uh, says. What the fuck is wrong with those blinds? Oh, for five dollars. For five dollars. Uh, What's wrong with those blinds? <laughs> What's this? An interrogation room? L O L O L O L O L. Good morning, dudes. Um, well, how does he have so much damn energy? Uh, amphetamines or coffee? One Could or the be. other is my yeah. guess. Have, um, have you seen when he sends over his uh, Fitbit sleeping schedule? I have. It's like the most you've gotten this week is six hours. That's God, like a bad man. night. Yeah, that's that's bad. I remember those are the college. Oh, they, they, everybody, everybody's got to go through it. Everyone's going to go through that. So, I had to... um, and then Ahmed for dollar ninety nine says, "Good American dad minus parents minus swingers minus girl equals weird." Is that because you had that strange video yesterday? Dude, I, I, like I said. It's the 50-50 rule. 50 There's no average people. There's no normal people in my clientele or my world. It's either super elite people or seriously fucked up. And, well, not maybe seriously fucked up, but untethered, not normal. Just just like, what the hell? Um, yeah, I got a weird request. And the request would have made sense if the videos he sent me made sense. But he sent me <clears throat> a video to an American dad you know, excerpt. And... It was a, a, a gimmick, a, a joke played on swingers and how if your parents go with a swinger group, they're going to get divorced and it's 100%. I'm like, how is And then he asked, like, I've seen this behavior with women before in my past. I'm like, how have you seen women? Well, one, they'd have to be married and they'd have to. I mean, how many times are you running into swinger group? Um, sorry. Is that diversity calling? 
I'm wondering if it's a fire truck or I sound more like fire. So it's a fire truck, and I'm gonna have to be muting and unmuting because you know where my office is. There's all kinds of that shit throughout. Is there the day. a fire department across the street? Uh, it's a couple blocks over, yeah. All right, we'll but I'll, I'll do the old Clary trick. When there's a sound coming, I'll, I'll mute yeah. it and then unmute myself. Sounds good. All what? Right. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, I don't know what that. Uh, I tried my best, but I mean, I I have very little patience. And there's a new Clary coming out, a new and improved Clary. And I'm exercising and practicing this for a week where I don't get angry <laughs> or try not to get worked up or angry about things. And um, that was one where I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I should be very angry. Kind of like you when I send you the pictures of the block text. Oh, yeah. That's a huge advantage for young men and women um, to get to where you don't get angry because it taxes your life expectancy on a microscopic level, maybe not so microscopic, but getting angry, getting cortisol up, getting stressed. I have high blood pressure now, and I, I have lowered it a fair amount with just where it's like, I'm not going to let the world and the stupid people piss me off. And so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to charge him more for my time and confusion, but I'm not going to let it get me here. Not like emotionally, but like that stress. You ever get that stress and it's just like, it, you can almost biophysiologically feel it in your heart or your gut. Usually the first quarter of the year. Yeah. I yeah. get that stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can actually feel it physically. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm not doing that. My goal is to get past that. And, uh, I think it's a good goal. I just worry it'll take away from your, uh, your charm when it comes to. Yeah, people tune in for the rage every once in a while, but at and then that that won't go away. I mean, you know, I, I uh, like I've said, I'm thinking about putting together a Black Ops channel on Twitter or D Live or something like that, or not Twitter, Twitch <clears throat> or BitChute. I don't know which one is better. I have no idea, but where I could actually that would be my uh, what's the ramp? Greek, yeah, ramp but what do they call? There's a Greek word for it, a philosophical one, like your um, not your epiphysis your uh, catharsis, catharsis catharsis yes there'd be like a catharsis channel where i can just rant and rage get it out of my system but the rest of the day like traffic yesterday i went golfing you know how long it took to do 18 holes um all right i'm guessing it went slow because you had a rough day no i didn't that's the whole point i oh. i decided to commit to do 18 holes and it was a beautiful day and it's been hot and muggy, just like it's been over in Chicago. So everyone came out to golf, and it took five hours to do 18 holes, which oh. is a very long time. Yeah, you had to wait for those old guys. to <laughs> For the old, right. Yeah. And I did not let it bother me. I just said, no, wow. I'm going to commit. And then you know what I did after I was done golfing? Uh, went home and spent time with the GF. <laughs> no, I didn't rush home because, oh, my God, I got to get. Nope. I sat there because I wanted to looking over the driving greens and I had myself a, a, a chicken veggie wrap and I just looked and I sat and I did nothing and I just enjoyed it instead of rushing, 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 rushing home. And so this new Clary, I, basically I want to avoid a heart attack early and either I adapt now and enjoy life. That's the other component to this patient things like you, me, many, especially I think pretty much everyone, the listening audience here, um, because we're allied so much to in the past, we've been, not that I'm a big believer in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it does play a, <clears throat> a role. 
if you're in the bottom two parts of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's it's constant struggle to merely survive. Forget Excel. You're just trying to survive. And what uh, skills, tactics, um, abilities, strengths you learn in that environment do not apply in the upper stages of Maslow's hierarchy. Because now I'm at self-actualization, if anyone pays attention, where it's like, okay, everything's taken care of. I have no debts. Da, 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 everything's kind of, you know, everything's stable now. And now we could go off to loftier, more philosophical things. But especially if you've been down there, like I'd love to talk to Ed Lattimore about this because he came in from truly destitute poverty. How, how do you turn that off? How do you go from work harder, faster, stronger, struggle, 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 survive, survive, survive. If there's something that has to be done, do it. Don't postpone, never procrastinate. Then all of a sudden you get into orbit and now you just got your inertia to make you go orbit around, around the earth. Now you got to back off on the throttle, which if you don't know how to do that, how do you turn that off? How do you turn off your rage? How do you turn off your hard work? How do you turn off this? It's ingrained in you after 40 years to work, work, go, go, go. And you just don't turn it off. But if you don't, because now you're in a different environment, you're in the higher echelons of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And what helped you get out of poverty, what helped you get out of those lower stages is actually going to hurt you in the long run in terms of heart health, mental health, uh, cardiology, stroke, all that. So you have, and if you don't turn it off, you will never enjoy that later half of life. Like if I don't turn this off, I'm I will be forever angry, forever pissed off, and I don't want to live the last third of my life like I did the first two thirds. So I want to chill out, relax. So it is key because there's so many damn slow, stupid people to just say I'm going to do this, and no matter how long it takes me to get there, I'm going to enjoy it, and not worry about slower people, other people what quote needs to be done or should be done, or I could be working. And that's what I'm focusing on now is I'm just like went golfing uh, five hours yesterday, uh, did a little bit of asshole consulting. And then I took the GF out to, uh, what was it? We went to a town called Rosemont down South. We got one of those. We got one of those up here. Yeah. I mean, it was like this Irish days or something like that. We went there and the GF had some cocktails and, and I didn't care that it, and and it's it is a straw. I bet you, if anyone's listening right now, especially if it's an older guy, I'd love to hear some wisdom because this is the the frontier, one of the few things on the frontier. I'm trying to figure out, but that's that's where the new clarity is going to come in, and I don't think it's going to take. I'll always have that edge, and uh, it's really hard to fight it and keep that beast down. But that beast is going to. Pro I'll probably to experiment with D Live or BitChute or whatever. I'll probably have a a black ops channel of some kind. Uh, where I can truly rage, but um, no, I'm not going to become a teddy bear or cuddle welcomes here today. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to be cynical or discouraging, but I think you might backslide occasionally with this. Uh, so it'll take. It, it, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll relapse. Yeah, no, there's, there's uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be Mr. Zen or Buddhist monk here. I'm not going to be fucking Gandhi uh, because there are, there's always going to be somebody that sends me an email of black text and I'm going to snap. I mean, you fucking, or how do I get the girls? What Dude, you're going to have to stay. My advice then, if you really want this to work, you have to stay off of Twitter. <laughs> That's first. I Twitter. I, well, I don't pay attention to news anymore. And Twitter, 
I'm really just kind of using that as I'm bored standing in line or at the gym in between working out on sets, but um, I'm not, and I focus more on like Vince's, you know, Instagram and the funny memes. Um, Cause I'm not, I can't, I can't stand listening to a, the latest thing. Ilian Omar said, or the latest thing, Ocasio, but the only thing I'm happy about with that is that Trump actually called them socialists which I've been clamoring for for 20 years for the Republicans to start calling Democrats the parasitic socialists that they are. Use the actual. Now it's too late because the word socialist is now ingratiated back into the, it, it's not a pejorative anymore. Now we need to use the word parasite, but Republicans have no balls, so that's not going to happen. But uh, aside from that, no, I'm, I'm not really paying much attention to the, to the politics on the Twitter. Well, if you don't like it here, you can always go back to where you came from. <laughs> oh my God, that's so racist. <laughs> not um what do we got for any more super chats are we good uh, a couple of quick ones right. um for a dollar 99 birthday boy nick says jumping on the super chat bandwagon how are things gents well it sounds like things are good for for aaron and i can't complain i wish i was sleeping right now but still yeah you don't <laughs> look anywhere near disheveled what were you up at six and you went downtown and you got back by 9 30 yeah like it was uh eight o'clock breakfast and you know it only took like 45 minutes and we're oh, about an hour and then hopped up on the train and made it back this oh. is why i was telling you this is the perfect time because i don't have anybody coming until 11 30. yeah no and i can i so. plan on being done by that time and i'm going to play call of duty world war ii online um, cool that's what i've been doing to chill out and relax and uh, <clears throat> i have a little bit of asshole consulting to do but i'm gonna Maybe do that later on this afternoon. Um, what were you? Were you? Uh, was it a breakfast uh, conference fun thing, or was it an actual client? It was a client, and I'd been meaning to catch up with him for a while. Mm -hmm. And you know, he works all the time, so breakfast was really the only way we could do it. And I'm like, sure. I've actually found. Let me ask you this: When you're mm -hmm. really having this, goes along with what you were talking about earlier. Do you force yourself to get up early when you don't have to in order to kind of normalize things or do you just sleep as late as you want like what's your preference on that i prefer to sleep as late as i want the problem is again this goes back to what i was saying after 40 odd years especially 20 from my you know late teens to 30s it was you had to get up and so right. my brain is we're up what has to be done you know what do we do to tread water today and so i immediately go and work kind of like I am now. Now I did wake up at nine 15, which is actually pretty late for me because the GF wakes up early. And usually I get up when she gets up. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't really even control it anymore. And you could do that thing where it's like, Oh, I'll, I'll go back to sleep. No, you won't. You can do that when you're younger, like, especially if you're physically exhausting yourself and doing some kind of physical labor. But once you hit your thirties uh, and certainly your forties, once, uh, once you're up, don't fight it. Just get up. Just just get up and get on with your day. Because uh, you're going to lie there for 45 minutes trying to sleep. You're not really getting any good sleep. Get up. Get your coffee. You might be a little bit tired. As long as you got like seven or eight hours sleep, you're fine and you're good to go. But um, Well, I was sleeping late last week. I was still getting acclimated back from the West Coast. And I mm -hmm. just noticed I would get up, you know, 10 or 11. And I felt like shit. Like I, I didn't feel good for sleeping in. I felt like lazy and it just, I guess kind of like you, I need to let some of this stuff go and just be comfortable relaxing. Well, how late did you stay up working? See, that's the, I mean, if you sleep, okay, you wake up at 11, but I mean, this would happen to me back in the day. I would, I would sleep until 1 PM 
And if I wasn't taking melatonin or sleeping pills, I'd be up till 4 a.m. working. So if you're up working, you're still getting your work done. I'm up wasting time, like watching <laughs> okay, <well>. Netflix, <laughs> watching YouTube videos, you know. So it's that, you know, it's better to have a set schedule, I think. At least you've got the GF to kind of force, not force, but encourage you to go to bed and encourage you to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's that anchoring there. There's, there's certainly that. But yeah, if, if you're doing, I've never felt guilty about the work I do. Like I get it done, you know, uh, so as long as you're getting your work done, but you got, you face a different problem in that your work is very seasonal and cyclical. Yeah. And so you work so, 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 so hard certain times in order to get to the time now. But then mm -hmm. when you get to the time now, you're still conditioned to like want to work hard. So it messes with your head. You need to really allow yourself to relax. It's hard. It's very hard. No, especially if you have a moral compass about you. If you're some lazy welfare bum and you could collect the government check and be a parasite like AOC or the fucking Somali uh, chick. Yeah. Um, and, and watch your, your Maury Povich or whatever's on during the daytime. Um, you can do that. And I've never understood how people can do that. Cause you do get that sick feeling. Like remember when you'd fake being sick so you could stay at home cause school fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden once the cartoons end and you're still in your pajamas and it's noon, <laughs> you're like, I gotta keep faking like I'm sick. And you just got that disgust. Like I should really go out and do something. Yeah. It's, it's like that. And because you're so conditioned, what it really is mind over matter. Like yesterday was a perfect example. And what you're going to have to do and other people, whether it's cyclical or you're self-employed. Um, if you put the time in, you get your work done. You that frees up mathematically time on the back end for you to enjoy uh, your day and your time off. Um, and what you got to do is remember, oh, I worked so I could play today and you are free. You have a right to enjoy your freedom that you earned before. So I wrote an article, the one, um, the Piggott effect. I don't know if you read that. It's on Captain Capitalism. Everybody go read it because I've actually got it up right now yeah. on my screen. I meant to read it before we did this, but I didn't get a chance. It's a good, it's just, I point out how busting each other's balls as men leads to self-improvement. Uh, whereas women constantly lying to one another to like, oh my God, you're amazing. Everybody's amazing. Chad, did you know that in women's world, everyone is just amazing? There are no average or below average people. Everybody is just amazing. It's well, just, yeah, to their face. Well, right. I know like, that's the joke. But I'm I know, just saying, yeah. Without men and men will go and bust one another's balls. Like the minorest of infractions is is it's not that you're you're even trying to help the guy with self-improvement. It's like, ah, oh, I can get Chad now, I can get Marcus, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but the the unintentional side benefit, fringe benefit, is that that leads to self-improvement. Whereas women, where it's a constant lie fest, at least to your face, um, there's no self-improvement because, well, I'm amazing. I'm wonderful because I'm me. Women are perfect. Ugh. And I'm like, over the long haul, which which leads to better impression. Anyway, so that's the article. You guys can read it. And I slam on Adam Piggott because he drives like a woman, an old woman in the left lane. Um, he drives. <laughs> he's horrible, dude. He's horrible. Oh, my God. He? Yeah, he's real bad. He's real well, don't bad. Don't they drive on the left-hand side of the road where he's know. originally from? Australia? I think they do. Former British. Well, maybe they don't, actually. We're former British. We're, yeah. What, what are the Indians? The Indians drive? What is the Indian was a former? Did we all say fuck off to the Brits? We're driving on the right side? Was that our way to give the finger to the British Empire? We well, I just know, them. like, I used, when I was in East Africa, you know, those are all uh, former British colonies. Sure. Oh, yeah. that's I learned to drive on the left-hand side of the road. Yeah. So. I think maybe it's the same there. I was in, uh, not Jamaica. 
Bahamas. Um, and I drove on the left side. And the driving column was on the right side. Huh. It was different, man. It was real different. And we're like going through roundabouts. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to kill some little kid running around with a stick. Um, that's how I learned how to drive at 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, but anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so I had wrote that article on Sunday, predominantly I finished it off early Monday and then I'm like, okay, I'm going golfing. And here's a very key thing, especially for all you boys and girls. If you're coming out of, you're going to work your ass hard. You're going to work, 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 and you're going to get into this conditioning where you can never let yourself have, if you don't let yourself have fun, you're never going to enjoy life. And key to having fun is, Chad, let's say you bust your ass off uh, during busy season. And then you are going to go on a cruise to celebrate the end of busy season. What is the number one key thing? You get the cruise. You've earned it. What's the number one thing key to making sure you enjoy the cruise? So I can tell you for me personally, it's not checking any emails or even my phone. Right. Like that. And I have the hardest time doing that. So that's my answer. Do, do you have a different answer? Well, yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. You're 100% right. Like you cut yourself out from the real world. The other thing is allow yourself to enjoy it. That's hard. That is so fucking hard. Where it's like, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, fucker. You did X, Y, and Z beforehand. Now that allowed you this time. Like, I, I had every right yesterday. Shit, I got it the right never to fucking work another day in my life again, as far as I'm concerned, given the amount of work and sacrifice I put in the back. I should I could be pensioned off forever and have every right. You can't do it. So it is a Herculean and it is a mandatory task. I'm kind of curious if Prager, you know Dennis Prager? Yeah. He wrote a book called like happiness is a requirement, or he wrote a book on happiness, uh, or it's like a moral responsibility. It is hard especially if you've worked horrifically lots of hours in the past, like Atham. Do you think Atham will ever be able to turn off and chill out? It doesn't seem like it. Right. And so when the day comes, because everybody, you're putting in your time and effort now, you're squirreling away your nuts, there will come a time where you want to relax and chill out and enjoy life. But if you can't psychologically enjoy the moment because you're worried about work, then the rest of your life is fucking pointless because you're a slave to your slavery. You're a slave to your work. Honestly, man, this is my biggest struggle in life. Forget money, forget women, forget family, forget yeah. it all. What you're talking about, I still haven't learned how to do that. It, I'd be curious because your mom's a shrink. I'd love to hear your mom's opinion about this. If she's she, ever studied it or ran into it. I've asked her about this and you know what her reply was? She Just, goes, you're fishing in the wrong hole. No, 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 it was funny. Oh, uh, hang on. Let me guess what other things baby boomer moms say to their children that doesn't Oh, no, 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 no. Think home. about, think it closer to home. Think about my dad. She has, like, he's her biggest client. Like, she has to work on him to have him calm down and turn off, right? Her, Yeah, her response to me was, without a doubt, you are your father's child. Wow. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Well, did your dad come from poverty? Did he? Because your yes. dad's some straight aces. Okay, yeah. And yeah. he's, and my... My grandpa was like that. My great grandpa was an alcoholic. Well, all Clary's are alcoholics, uh, but I guess Red Clary, as my great grandpa, he was raging. And my grandpa, after his dad died, had to go through town and settle all of his outstanding bar tabs. Uh, wow. And so my grandpa was brought up poor, went to World War II, and 
engineer, stoic as fuck. I mean, good man, stoic as fuck. Um, serious shit. Not not that he couldn't have fun, but it was it was business. I mean, it was business, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that, and we're gonna get this done, we're gonna get that done. Um, but and that's that's kind of a that's what concerns me. I'm like, did my grandpa ever have fun? Did he loosen the fuck up and 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 go? And then I'm I find out from my grandma who's still alive today, thank God. Yeah, he did. He'd have the occasional drink, he he sang in the choir, um, he golfed. Um, but I remember being a, a child and he would it's like, boy, this guy ain't going to go play ball. <laughs> He's not going to play pitch. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Elkins, yeah, you could see it. He's straight laced, but has he had fun and relaxed and had a good time? I I hope so. I mean, they travel a lot now and he's quit doing the whole tax thing. So I really right. hope so. Um, but I can tell you, man, ever since becoming an entrepreneur, I have the hardest time just flipping the switch off. I can't do it. Well, and there's also a lot to be said that, okay, fine, we're entrepreneurs, and yeah, we're maybe workaholics, but that's even with our workaholism, even with our, you can't turn it off when you go out and golf. Even if you're having fun, you're not having fun because in the back of your mind, you're worrying about what you got to do when you get back to the office. That right. still beats any day these sheeple slaves lining up to commute uh and work in their nine to five to get out of there because they don't even get to that epiphany stage. They don't even get above their net. They never resurface. They never surface for air. They never see that. They're always submerged. They're always trying to get out of debt. They don't even have time to think about these ethereal things. And guess what happened this morning? I get stuck because I take the train, right? Right. I get stuck in rush hour commuting. And there's <laughs> nothing worse than that. Nothing, nothing, nothing worse than that shit. Right. And you're on the train. You're on the L, man. Yeah. It's not even traffic. It's just, you know, wall-to-wall <laughs> -wall people. Some of them smell bad, you know, bums in the back sure. there. Urine. Like, oh. Right. That's, oh, God. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the, to answer Nick's question, that's where we are right now. And mark my word, guys, you get to this success level, you, you know, where all of a sudden everything's kind of on automatic and da-da-da. It's going to be hard to enjoy. And that's, and like I said with Prager's book, which I presume is one of the, conclusions he has is you have to force yourself to enjoy it and that's, you do that's what i realized because i uh i want to I, I i'm tired of being angry and there's nothing to be angry about it's it's constant looking over your shoulder what's next what the fuck is like there's no enjoyment and you got to look at it and say yeah people look at us and they think holy shit they're living the dream and we are but we can't enjoy the dream because of what it took to get here <laughs> well I can at least tell you this, and I think you already know this because of what your hobbies are. Mm -hmm. the, one of the few things I've found that really helps, because, you know, I was on the West Coast. I was in Canada a couple weeks ago. Right. Being outside a lot is super helpful just Very throughout helpful. the day. Yeah. Yes. So I learned, I try to do that. I, um, that's why I'm, I'm super happy out West. And, um, I mean, it's just, I lose weight because I hike all the time and I listen to podcasts. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Uh, that's the playground, but man, this fucking Minnesota bullshit is getting tiring because it's flat here. There's no, I got to go to Wisconsin. I got to go to the Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin River, the St. Croix, Mississippi rivers in that area to get some decent hiking. And even then the trails aren't all that great, but yeah, you get out West and you get to mountains, you, real mountains, you know, like where there's, there's views, not just yeah. trees and swamp and flat farmlands. Yeah. It, that, that does go a long way, but what do you, I mean, can you even, Chicago is like the architecture, but I'd imagine there's your neck no of the woods must, here. well, I know there's yeah. no hiking, but 
you go run. I mean, you got uh, the uh, Lake Michigan running trails out there, but I mean, are you kind of getting, you've been there for what, 10 years? I mean, is, are you getting tired of your neighborhood and seeing the same shit every day? Well, I've been here eight years, but I've moved around a bit in the city. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do is like go to the lake just with a book or some music or a podcast. Don't turn on the phone or leave it at home. Mm -hmm. uh, that can be helpful. But then you suffer withdrawal. You're like, oh my God, what if someone's calling me? Just, yeah. No, I've, I've uninstalled like Twitter and Facebook for a while. Well, you know that I'll take a break from Facebook. I'll put Facebook in Facebook jail. I'm like, sorry, Zuck. You're caught. <laughs> we're uh, we're breaking I gotta up. Join that fraternity of ending up in Facebook jail sometime. Well, don't do it. <laughs> it's 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 so stupid. It's so childish. You know, it's it's a lot like being in grade school, and you know, instead of Mrs. Johnson or Mrs. Jones or Mrs. Nelson, you got Mrs. Facebook, Mrs. YouTube, and Mrs. Google and Mrs. Twitter, and like you you said something now and you get detention. You get you get you don't get your reset. You get these fucking school moms. It's like, oh lady, fuck off. So I you play hooky. That's basically when you uninstall Facebook or Twitter or social media, you're playing hooky from the prison known as social media. And uh more parallels, I guess we could say is People who like it or thrive on it are like the goody two-shoes girls. Remember the, the teacher's pets? They'd always get straight A's. And they'd be like, I yeah. like school. I like school. It's like, yeah, you're fucked in the head, lady. You're just fucked in the head. Who likes school? Weird people. That's who likes school. But, all right. Any super chats? A or... um, couple quick ones here. Uh, right. Atham for $2 says, you need to be more like me, Clary. Be fucking happy. <laughs> he, for a younger guy... Atham really does have this calm about him and he's always smiling. He's always smiling. And we were, uh, we were driving one time in, um, Vegas. He came to visit down. Unlike you. And, hey, uh, and, I, uh, I'll talk to you later about this. I have an idea. <laughs> oh, I you got an, an idea. idea. Yeah. Oh, so. Is it going to stay on the chalkboard and the idea board for the entire time? Or maybe we're going to execute it in the real world. It'll be Scott Adams style. We'll do a whole like presentation and then nothing will happen. And nothing will happen. Good. Yeah. You good thing you got an MBA to lead yourself through this project. Otherwise it would have no, no thank chance goodness. I barely learned how to use PowerPoint. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's, um, yeah. We're, so we're driving around and this dumbass is going slow and I zip past him, and, and like kind of cut him off a little bit close. And Atham's just like, you know, Clary, you, you're going, you're very angry. There's no reason, you know, you, 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 you have no, we have nowhere to be and you could just take it easy. And, and he was right. He's a hundred percent right. And I was just, I just got a fucking, you know, I don't know. He, I, again, he, he didn't exactly come from wealth. Carlos Slim wasn't his dad, but he probably, but he's maybe, maybe more wise, maybe working all those night shifts. He get to sit and philosophize and figure out the problems that way. Well, He's got some good stuff going on right now. Yeah. Um, all right. So Ahmed for $4.99. Wow, this is an actual question. Um, is bio envy chemistry slash uh, business art worth it as unlike accounting, computer science, mechanical engineering, civil engineering? There aren't any transferable skills learned such as Java, CAD, etc. It's kind of a choppy question. I'm yeah, the sure. no, I, I guess what he's going for is like bio. I don't, I don't like bio anything. There was one guy who said a biotechnician, which basically fixes medical equipment. I'm like, okay, well, that's electronics. 
and programming. But uh, Ahmed is right. Yeah, you want to have something that can transfer. The problem with bio is you basically are a teacher or you're a researcher or any one of the pure sciences. Like I'm going to major in chemistry. Well, that doesn't get you a job. You need to major in chemical engineering. That will get you a job. And uh, these are kind of the the slippery slopes of the of the college degree world where it it is STEM. It is very hard. Chemistry is a very hard degree. Finance, I would argue, was a very hard degree with all the math. If you intended to do the math, no, I'm going to do the business. Remember those business calculators or those finance calculators? You hit a button and it does. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, got, I mean, it's obviously not one of the big ones, but this is the kind of one that they made us get for MBA school where you can program a lot of this Wait. stuff. So you have your degree in finance too? <laughs> what did that cost you? The TI? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I found it on um, found it on eBay or something. Everybody something. can. You know what? I should sell finance degrees online too. Here's your finance that, degree, a financial calculator. There you go, eighty bucks. There you got your degree in finance. That's that's what people are doing. <laughs> that's what people. Yeah, no, that's what they did. Like Excel has all the formulas. I'm like, yeah, don't you understand the math? You know. God, that was so worthless. Every finance course I took was so fucking worthless. But anyway, brilliant math, but completely theoretical. And then when the government decides to just print off money and borrow and get out of debt, I mean, that's how the solution, is. then everything is, is thrown out the window because now the government is intervening in, in a pure financial market or pure market. And, and now pricing theory and financial pricing goes all out the window. It's like, well, how much money did the government print off this time? It increased the money supply by 10%. I guess asset prices are going to increase by 10%. Oh my God, they did. Jesus, I'm a fucking financial genius. You know, what I just remember about the financial courses I took. It was like every single one was just some semester long variant of the net present value formula. Right. Yeah. If I have over to do and it, over again, discounted cash flow. Hey, whoever came up with that, yes, you're financially mathematically right. Now suck a bag of dicks. All right. You go to the bag of dicks store with Nick and you also get your bag of dicks. Huh. Um, yeah. That was discounted. I remember doing that for so many stocks, calculating it, and it never worked. It no, never, it, it never did, never did. And there's a, the, the simplest way was to do market inference pricing. You take the PE ratio of the industry, you apply it to the company. Boom, there you go. Apply it to cash flow, book value, and earnings. And then average the three. That was the best thing I ever came up with. And that's math you could do in the fourth grade. You don't need no fucking finance. Finance, fuck you off. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yeah. For $1.99, Murray Saucedo says, tell a joke. Carlson School of Management. That's my <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Chad. That's a, uh, did I ever tell you my Guns of Navarone joke? Have I ever done that one? I don't think so. Have you ever seen the Guns of Navarone? I watched it with my dad, but it was a long time ago, so I don't really remember. All right. All right. Here's a memory. Now you have. See, get it? The guns oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Okay, there's the joke. I don't know if our if our audience will get that one. but Yeah, go watch The Guns of Navarone. Great movie. One of the top ten, I'd say. Am I? That's that's an absolute must. Gregory Peck, David Niven, Anthony Quinn. Gregory that's, Peck, I wonder if he's still alive. He's got to nah, be he, dead. He's dead, now. yeah. Those, those guys all died. David Niven, tragically, I think he got Alzheimer's, and he was always known as kind of the Errol Flynn, very charming, very witty brainy guy and then tragically his brain goes away um, yeah you know it'd be like me also becoming like really nice and playing with a puppy dog and he'd be like what the fuck happened to clary but that will never happen you know why chad why is that the second i find out i have alzheimer's guess what i'm doing smith and wesson retirement smith and plan. wesson retirement plan which you can find 
in this fine book here called Bachelor Pad Economics, where you you want to avoid Alzheimer's? Get this book. It's worth the twenty-two dollars. All right. Um, anything else? Yes, a med con for dollar ninety-nine says chem chemical engineering and. I think it's industrial engineering doesn't teach the skills six sigma that's I, not a skill six sigma isn't a skill they kept emphasizing that in my mba program for some reason that whole six sigma like quality control thing yeah i'm a black belt i'm agreeing hang on isn't it sigma six uh i it's i thought it was six sigma but i wonder if it's like, and yeah, we had douchebags who would like brag that they were Six Sigma yeah, black belts yeah. and certified or something. I, I want to look up like its reception, like uh, Six Sigma techniques, process, Motorola. Is Motorola even in business anymore? They had a headquarters out in Schaumburg. I don't know if they're still around. Yeah, I remember driving past that on 94 all the time, or 90 all the time. Uh, manufacturing product, but uh, uh, difference, implementation, roles, app criticism. Let's go right here. Quality expert Joseph M. Horan described Six Sigma as a basic version of quality improvement. Yeah, they, they just name fans. They give these titles to common sense. That's all business is, stating that there's nothing new there. It includes what we used to call facilitators. They've adopted more flamboyant terms like belts with different colors. What? I think, that, yeah, black belt, green belt, all that stuff. I think that's... that concept has merit to set it apart to create specialists who can be very helpful. Again, that's not a new idea. The American Society for Quality long ago established certificates such as reliability for engineers, role of consultants, potential negative effect. You know what this reminds me of? What, like fantasy with, land or something? No, like with euphemistic titles, um, it reminds me of uh, the Myers-Briggs or Briggs-Myers. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That okay. Everybody listening right now. You know how I have like the two groups of people, right? We have the elite supreme, and then we have the weirdos. Which sometimes is cool. Myers Briggs isn't a thing. Okay, that's like Six Sigma or EQ. Don't ever email me say so. I'm an ENTJ. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Aaron, what are you? Are you QSTR? No, no. I don't know what the fuck I am, because Myers Briggs isn't a thing. Don't don't be bait. That is so basic, bitch. That is so. It's like astrology, right? In a way. It's, yes, yes. And I have an article about astrology. Funny you mentioned it. It's shtick, guys. It's oh look, I have a badge. I'm this type of person. I mean, you might as well say I'm you believe in a religion, believe in a political cause, believe in an ideology. You know, I I belong to the brown-eyed people. Hey, hello, hail fellow brown-eyed person. No, <laughs> it's not a thing. Stefan Molyneux does that with bald people, but anyway. Oh, bald people? Fellow bald people. It's like, hey, brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, no, that's Six Sigma's bullshit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Anything um, else to clear it out? Uh, we are not. A bunch well, more just came funny. on. We're never going to get to what you want to get to, are we? Um, well, I'm going to start skipping the $2 ones here pretty soon. Oh, well, yeah, a MedCon. Med Con for dollar ninety nine uh -huh. says that's the only skill those majors teach. I think that's in regards to what we were just talking about. Right, that's not um, a skill. Six Sigma yeah, isn't a skill. It's not. It's it's bullshit. Uh, Tyler Converso. Don't know if I've uh, seen him Never around heard of before. Him before. No. 
For $5, he asks, Aaron, when you started off as an econ slash finance major, what job did you want to be before you lost all hope? And at what point in college did you lose all hope? Uh, I didn't lose hope in college. That's what sadly prevented me from the military um, <clears throat> because I did so well in college and I predicted so many things. I mean, I was a damn good economist. Um, so I didn't lose all hope until I was about 31, 32 when the FBI agent came into the bank I was working at and confiscated all the files that this banker was hounding me about. And I realized all these great hair baby boomer fucks who do, by the way, need to be shot in ditches, not even <laughs> shot, maybe just cemented over so they can think about it. Um, that's when I lost all hope when I realized, uh, well, even when, and after that, when Lehman Brothers, like, I don't know, have you ever applied to different companies and they all rejected you? Uh, that did happen a lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so all these elite, you know, these, because I had a passion for economics and finance. I thought this was the secret. If we can unlock the secret here, we can make markets more efficient, pricing more efficient. We can increase standards of living. I had very noble aims, you know, like improving society. We can, you know, we can't reach utopia, but we can make everybody richer. That's what I wanted to do with economics and finance. And then when I found out that it had nothing to do with efficiency, hard work, or meritocracy, and it ultimately came about where the housing bubble was pretty easy to predict. It was pretty easy to predict, but you had the quote, top-notch investment banks in the world, top-notch equity, all these financial geniuses, and you realize it's all bullshit. I would say that's just as much of a red pill awakening as when I realized that women weren't the end-all be-all. And, and most women were, you know, you were blinded by their beauty. So you're also blinded by like, oh, it's Wall Street. They must have they, the idea, the concept of a financial genius. When I realized, no, there's no such thing as a financial genius. It's just somebody looks at data and tells the truth. That's a financial genius um, and how corrupt that industry is. And then when they all got bailed out or even when like AIG and Lehman Brothers went belly up, what, didn't Smith Barney go belly up? Wasn't there another... Well, didn't they merge with uh, what was it, Bank of America? Or could have, yeah. But yeah. when when you Morgan when you Stanley, saw, yeah, yeah, when when you saw that the emperor had no clothes, that's where I lost it. Where I'm like, you lying sacks of shit, you're all a bunch of dumbasses. Uh, here I am thinking I'm just like an average Joe. I'm being driven insane. Like my numbers are telling me I'm pretty sure about my numbers. Uh, when I realized that there was no meritocracy. There's no efficient pricing. There's no reason to go into finance or economics uh, because institutionally it's, it's horrendously corrupt and, and more inept. That's when I lost it. Um, but what I wanted to become was some form of analyst. I really did enjoy being an international economic analyst. I analyzed economies. That was probably my favorite job working, but that was just an internship. Uh, but I was paid well for it and I did real work and I found out I was doing my boss's job, but that's what I found out. I should have taken the hint like, wait a minute, I'm doing the this guy's job who's paid six figures and I'm getting paid $16 an hour to do that person's job. Um, so there was that. And then um, and I, I want to be like some kind of equity analyst as well, work in investment banking. Uh, I never really was into the hedge funds or the programming or the math, oh, but it was moot. I mean, I if you go to now, I know this may shock you, Chad. When you go to the Carlson School of Management, guess what? What? Nobody wants to hire you if they're from an elite or even marginally good finance company. 
Oh, well, shut your mouth. At orientation, they told me that recruiters from all the top companies visit. After, yeah, so after um, after I realized just how hard it was to get a job, like, I mean, I just worked as like a crappy credit analyst doing data entry for fucking Wells Fargo, <laughs> uh, making, I think, 27000 a year as back in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And you were in I, Chicago? No, no, no. I was in uh, Minneapolis. I worked I worked at this investment firm. I think went belly up in Chicago for like eight months, nine months before I got fired. Uh, because oh, like, yeah. yeah, you're an analyst. And all I was doing was faxing. I'm like, fuck you. And so my personal, wonderful, charming personality. But I, they're all long gone. I, they, they, didn't, uh, they weren't exactly the best managed. Um, but yeah, it was uh, after, after you realize, yeah, the emperor has no clothes. And you're like, this is pointless. And I just taught dance classes and I'd worked as a credit analyst just to, just to make ends meet. There was no passion. And there, I remember uh, the second to last banking job I had, they were so inept, so incompetent. It was with a credit union. Uh, credit unions are like the, the retarded redheaded stepchildren of the banking world. I mean, we are talking the dumbest of the dumb, even <laughs> below community banks. Um, I was scanning in documents faxing filing because i get all my work done and i'm like what the hell guys what i was paid pretty good i was paid 65 grand a year 12 13 14 years ago um but i get there was no passion anymore there was no like oh yay finance hooray it was like yeah fuck it you guys don't care and you know what also what also doesn't inspire economics and finance uh stupid office politics no people like we say oh. hey here's the here's the path to Riches and wealth. Stop having kids you can't afford. Stop getting divorced. Don't major in stupid shit. And the backlash is you're a racist, sexist son of a bitch, and we hate you. It's like, yeah, you know what? The world deserves to die. And by the way, fuck you. And I'm not warning you guys about anything. You go major in this. Yeah, you go do this. So there's no philosophical reason. There's no practical reason. It's impossible. There's just no way nor incentive to go and work in finance or economics, especially if you're in election. If you want to be a dude, bro, and sell and kind of in an operation evil way, sell people shit they don't need. Absolutely. But even that's getting marginalized out with like robo investors and, and you know, places like betterment and wealth front. So I think, I think that is, and we talked about the article last week about how things have been so automated. People aren't, there are, there are no analysts really anymore. There's no uh, investment bankers or dude bros. Everything's going to be outsourced to the internet, like with GoFundMe and raising money digitally. Um, that yeah, these these I, I think the finance industry is is dead pretty much. So, and I'm totally okay with that. That is perfectly fine. All those guys have to sell their Rolex watches to make their car payments because they didn't get they didn't get their bonus this year. Mm -mm. All right. Well, we got more. More. That's uh, fine. More money. That's good. Uh, sassed one too many, irregular here, um, for $5 and 56 cents says Cappy. I'm 61. Is it time to get serious about retirement <laughs> or can I wait one more year? I, uh, that's good. We, how much did he donate for that? Oh, $5 and $5. God bless you, sir. God bless 56 you. cents. Yeah. I think that rate that I take that back. That's like the number three question. I don't want to hear is the first is how do I get the girls? The second is what should I do for a business? And then the third one is like, I'm 58, late fifties, early sixties. It's time to get serious about retirement. What should I invest in? It's like, fuck 
Well, no, he didn't ask that. He just asked, you know, is it time to get serious about that's, it at 61? Or That's the joke. That's the joke. That's, oh, I see. <laughs> he's a regular. Yeah, you've heard me talk about this. Like when I did my finance classes online, yeah. remember I used to do those? There'd always be inevitably, typically a woman, but not always, but there'd inevitably be some 58-year-old like... Because I say, introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about, oh, I'm in college, I'm this and that. I'm like, okay, these are younger people. They got time and now's the time. to Thank God. But there'd always be, I'm 57 and I just got divorced and I got a settlement. It's time to get serious about retirement. Or I, I mean, really, I graduated with my master's. Now it's time to get serious about retirement. It's like uh, Gertrude. That was, that was the time for you to get serious about retirement was when guys were banging down your door to get access to your pussy at 23 and 24. And now it's too late. You're going to work till you're dead, sweetheart. And and I didn't say that because I couldn't say it. And and I say, you'd be so proud of me, Chad, the lies I say. I'm like, well, it's going to be a little tough, but you can do it, Ethel. You go right here. Ethel and Gertrude. I love Whatever it. they name you. Know. No, those, are the, those are everybody's grandma's names. Right. <laughs> if you're a grandma and you're now starting to get serious about retirement, I, you can't even suck dick. I mean, maybe you could suck dick at the nursing home. I don't know. But you're not retiring. You're going to work till you're damn dead. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, You know what? I always feel a little bit bad for them. I know you're probably thinking, well, they're they're in that position because they got there themselves. Yes, they did. But when I go to the grocery store and there's someone who's like 75 or 80 years old, you know, checking me out, uh, meaning not checking me out, but actually scanning my items yeah. so I can pay for them, I'm like, mm -hmm man, I really don't feel like you should be working and I don't think this is a hobby. So um, You'd be surprised how many people, I mean, I've thought about going and working at Walmart or just some other place just to have people to talk to. So I, I know my old man still works even though he doesn't have to. Um, so I hope that's the case. I do, I, I hope. So do I, so do I. But yeah, no, there's, but I don't feel bad for him. You had eight fucking decades to figure this shit out. Eight fucking decades. Did you think, you know, like, oh, I just would save up for one year and that would help you accrue enough money for 20 years of post-work retirement? I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I guess. Matter of fact, I'm happy to see that happen because it's justice. Ah, the way I look at it is I wouldn't want to do that job whether I was 16 or 60. So I just see old people doing it and I'm like, ugh. You know? I don't know. I really, McDonald's, I could work at McDonald's. You ever see uh, American Beauty? Yeah. Yeah. He, got he goes and he works at the, at the fast food restaurant just so he could talk to kids. Yeah. I, 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 I can see them. I can see that. I can see that. Absolutely. Um, Man, these super chats are not That's ending. Um. Okay. Going ten dollars. Oh, uh, Poke Bowl for me. The bearded nemophilist. Oh, yeah. He's, he sent me an email. I think we read his email. Uh, well, he, he said, Thanks for doing my request last week. You and Super Chad each get yourselves something pretty with this. Also, here's his question mm -hmm. Also, how does one go about getting the girls? You first have her call you while you're trying to podcast with your good buddy, Clary. <laughs> Said spam alert or uh, whatever. Robo oh, scam likely. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next? Because we got you're out of here in an hour, right? You got a meeting at 1130. Yeah, probably okay. a hard stop at 1130. All um, right. So let's get through this and we can get. Yeah, we're caught up now. now. Oh, we are caught up. All right. Yeah. Um, speaking of Zodiac. <laughs> uh, Zodiac, this is from Mashable. Now, keep in mind. 
anything can be written on the internet by anyone. And just because it's on Mashable or Medium or a website doesn't make it like many people are thinking this. Uh, but I do want to expose this because out of 320 million people in America, there are crazy. There's always going to be a crazy person. But this person has a doctorate. And so we're going to look her up later. <clears throat> and we're also going to show that this is an indication uh, that people are insane, uh, specifically the millennials. And I don't see any comments on this. So I'm sure. But let just to warn you boys and girls out there, Zodiac shaming is a real thing. Don't do it. Did you know that mocking people for believing in bullshit is that's a no-no, Chad? Oh, that's got to be one of the worst hate crimes imaginable. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. She's not a doctor. She just has Doc Ray in her thing. Uh, are you a steamy Scorpio looking for a long-term relationship? <laughs> a dreamy Pisces aspiring to work in a traditional corporate environment? A Virgo wanting to have friends? Please keep your Zodiac sign to yourself. Zodiac shaming, the practice. See, we went to school at the Carlson School of Management to minor in Zodiac shaming. You just don't do this on yourself. It's a practice, like your dental practice or cardiologist practice, Zodiac shaming. You go to med school for eight years and become a professional Zodiac shamer. Uh, God, reminds me of that old joke. What I already told this. What do you call the person who finished dead last in uh, medical school? A dentist. Yeah, like dentist yeah. or doctor, <laughs> regardless of where yeah. they finish. So anyway. Uh, the practice of treating someone differently and punitively because of their astrological sign isn't a joke. You never know when someone will judge you for your cosmic family tree. What? That's not just my Virgo privilege talking. Yeah, you got it. Privilege? Ugh. How much you want to bet this gal has way too much of her parents' money? I bet she's overweight, has pink or blue hair. I, and... We're going to find out. Yeah. I'm going to bet white girl too. Uh, oh, no doubt. No because doubt. I, uh, if you, not to say minority women don't get dirt blown up their shoot a lot, but uh, they got more problems. Like, you notice how... Uh, What's the number one race that has all the uh, mental illnesses like the hood to hood to hoods and bipolar and da, 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 and all that other stuff? Well, it's definitely white women. It's, I just can't remember the age. Not even uh, white women. It's just white people in general because I think it really is a, a designer mental illness. It's like a luxury. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're poor, you don't have time for that bullshit and it's usually beaten out of you. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing how there's no uh, social anxiety disorder or um, what's the made up ones? Uh, we're only like, like attention, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit disorder. But, um, the really popular Asperger's and autism, Oh like yeah, one in 10 people that have it claim to have it might actually have it, but everybody else is faking it. It's non-existent in the second and third worlds. It just is not existent. And it didn't hmm. exist 20 years ago. Uh, it feels a bit laughable to hyphenate Zodiac and shame when so many other forms of shaming body, sex, grammar are infinitely more severe and pervasive. But when someone is denied a resource or labeled undateable because of their Zodiac sign, well, it's just not discrimination. We can at least agree that it's bad. Who is discriminating against you based on your Zodiac sign? Well, considering I'm named after a disease, uh, clearly every single uh, woman on the planet. No, no. they. If you believe, if you're dumb enough to believe in the Zodiac stuff, like, well, you may have even ran into this, like, well, I can't date him. He's a Pisces. Well, I don't get along with Virgos. You ever oh, have... God. Yes, I've had people ask me what my sign is. Right. You know. So this Heather Doc Cray, you know, lady, this is your people. <laughs> it, this is your idiots actually believe in the sign. And there's, I mean, how bored is your life? You had to come up with this. Like, this is, oh my God. 
A few years ago, my partner, of course, she has a partner. She doesn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's a partner. My partner I hate finished that term. Oh. Sorry, I just hate, hate when people use that that's, term. Partner. That's what they do. That's what they do. A few years ago, my partner was finishing up a screening interview for an apartment when the conversation took an oddly personal detour. Up until that point, things had been going well. She had excellent financials, an enviable credit score, and a genuine camaraderie with her potential roommates, which was reportedly sailing through the screening until the final question, what exactly was her sign? Not guys are asked. Guys never ask that. Guys never ask what your fucking sign is. Their yeah. tone was serious, not knowing the consequences of what she would say. She revealed that she was a Pisces. My partner could see the reaction in their faces. They were devastated. Do you want to live with a bunch of people and roommates who believe in Zodiac bullshit? Only if they're cancers born on the first. Right. Uh, no. Shortly, she was denied the apartment with no explanation. Wise Pisces are known as flighty dreamers who struggle to meet deadlines of professional obligations. Ba -ba 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 -da -ba, and they can't make rent payments. Uh, Scorpio, she just goes on and on. Uh, we're not here to read this shit. I want to see what this gal is like. So we're going to click on her profile, which they never provide. Oh, yeah. Are you, have you, look up Heather Doc Ray. How do you spell Doc Ray? Doc as in uh, a boat dock, D-O-C-K, and then Ray as in light ray. Heather Doc Ray. I found it. Let's see. Heather, yeah, it, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's what yeah. you'd expect. Yeah, you can't stereotype. Yes, we look. You could tell a hell of a lot more by the way a person looks than what their zodiac sign is. I could tell right here, like this this child has had no desire to work a real job. Um, we use thick rim glasses as a substitute for actual genuine intelligence and wisdom. Problem there's, not, there's nothing here. There's nothing. I I can guys, you communicate. The we could take any stereotype, and yes, you can always say, Well, that doesn't apply to 100%. You're right. But if I see a black kid or a black adult, worse, uh, a male with his pants drooped down below, I can say, You know what? I'm not going to hire that guy. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to trust that guy to run a division of General Electric. All right. If I see these, uh, who's the gal also, uh, homosexual, uh, she used to be a, a drop-dead gorgeous blonde, and then she cut her hair because, of course, um, she's on MSNBC. Where's the thick rim glasses? Uh, God, I never watched that shit. Not uh, Rachel Ray. Um, uh, is she with, with Morning Joe? Is that the one? Maybe. Oh, uh, what is her name? It doesn't matter what her name is. The yeah. stereotype fits. I mean, okay, you got your thick rim glasses. Anderson Cooper's got to say, yeah, we get it, leftist. You got your thick rim glasses. You're not smart. You're not intelligent. You're going to fake it. All right, I got it. You're conformist on top of it. It tells me everything I need to know. Uh, Heather is the web trends reporter here at Mashable, New York City. Prior to joining Mashable, Heather wrote regularly for Up Rocks and Good Magazine. It was published in the Daily Dot and Vice. Well, you don't get paid for that. I mean, shit, I could, I don't even know half these websites. They're, they're irrelevant. And had her work featured in Entertainment Weekly, Jezebel, Mike, and Gawker. <laughs> she loves small, terrible dogs and responsible driving. Follow her on Twitter at Wear a Helmet. Now, please, I want, I want her, if she's in, uh, Media. She's in quote journalism. This is not journalism. This is shit brown journalism. She should have more Twitter followers than me. Correct, Chad? I mean, one would suspect, though you're pretty popular. 
I I know, but I just want to see. You know, like if you put that much effort into it, twenty-seven hundred followers. I have nine thousand, maybe more. If we can get to ten thousand, everybody go follow me on Twitter. Um, I don't know what happens at ten thousand, but she she works for Mashable, Vox, uh, other somewhat Jezebel, other somewhat notable online quote magazines, and she only has a third of my followers. I'm a goddamn banker, ex banker. I mean, you want to talk about a reason not to go into journalism. Um, hang on. Let's see if we can find out what she studied. Do you think we even have to look it up? I'm not sure why you're wasting your time. We already I just, know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to show young women or young people in general that you don't. You know, do you want a life or do you want this shit? She struggles day to day. Look, she's in New York City. She's struggling day to day just to make ends meet. I can guarantee you she's not paid. She's not paid to do this, but it's her passion. This is a victim of the baby boomer and Gen X lies about the education and, oh, go to this. Films and mention writing, storytelling, and performance. She's a storyteller. Proud winner of zero apartments and two vacuums. Proud owner of zero apartments and two vacuums. I, uh, writing? Films and mentions? You know, maybe for the dads, maybe for those of you who are going to have daughters, of which there's a one in two shot of that happening, can you raise your daughters right so they don't end up like this? This gal is going to come to the future Aaron Clary 50 years from now or 40 years from now at 58 and say, it's time to get serious about retirement. I just paid for my master's in creative writing. Oh, what do I do now? It's, it's not. This is. And only someone like that would come up with, with an article about, oh, yeah, you got Zodiac privilege. Honest to fucking God. So I just want to point out the insanity there. Um, can we do a couple other super chats? Of course. I love free money. Let's take free money. So Nick Shulaner, birthday boy for $9.99. He's giving okay. us the present. Uh, like yeah. He says success equals being less of an idiot than everyone else. Pretty easy in some lines of work. Do mm -hmm. you agree? Also, since I have some extra room here, I'm 21 now. What bar should I go to to get the girls? And remember, he's in Seattle. So, <laughs> God, the only bar I know in Seattle is the Tractor Bar. Um, tractor. The only reason I know that is I went there in '98 as a 23-year-old cappy, and I coincidentally saw a buddy of mine who I also happened to be out there from the Twin Cities. I'm like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, I came here to see this band." Um, that's the only bar I know, uh, which should still exist. I think it's Queen Anne area. It's on the north side. Um, I know more about Leavenworth hanging out with TJ Martinell and the handful of yeah, you know, the handful of bars and espresso shops. It was it was kind of cool. Like TJ, even though he's an author, he had to go and actually do real work. Like he's an investigative journalist, so he actually has to go and go on the beat and interview people. Huh. Yeah, and I'm I like, know. well, have fun. <laughs> and then I just like go sit at the coffee shop and write what I thought I didn't have to interview anyone. I told people, well, that's basically all I do for a living now is tell people why they're morons. And then I made money and then we'd meet up. Hey, what's going on? Like, Hey, we want to get food. Yeah, let's get food. So, poor guy. He actually has to do real work. That's uh, Oh, boo hoo. I know. I know. Everyone had to do it. I was working a real job too. When I was, what is he? 17, 18 now. <laughs> got the peach fuzz. He's got the peach fuzz. Yeah. 
He's got a good uh, beard, though. Actually, he does have a good beard. He does. I gave yeah. him a compliment on it like uh, when he was on your show. So uh, for $5, Darius Thurman mentioned uh, that it was Rachel Maddow that you were talking Thank about. Thank you, Rachel yeah. Maddow. Thank you, Darius. Yes. And thank yeah. you for the money. That's Although I got to say, like, even looking back at her younger pictures, she never looked like that good looking to me. Just not hideous like she is now. I, uh, she was good looking. Wood bang. Wood bang. Um, I'm gonna Google that again real fast. Yeah. I mean, she had nice long blonde. She looked feminine. You know, and if she was gay, that's cool. You can, again, Rachel can look like a guy all she wants. I'm not, but just don't. When it's not even that you're shortcut or you look like a lesbian, that's fine. I, by all means, go be a lesbian. I'm, I'm libertarian. It's this bullshit where I put on the thick rim glasses and they're saying, which straight and gay people do, and you get your tattoos, and it's just so scripted. It shows that there's no independent thought. It's just like, well, I'm going to do what everybody else does. And, I'm gonna, and the hypocrisy where it's like, I'm an intellectual. I'm a philosopher. It's like, no, you, you're a conformy. You are so fucking boring. There's nothing unique about you. And, and yet here you are yapping your flabs on the internet. Oh, shut the fuck up. Did you find her? Yeah, I did. I just found the picture. Um, have you seen this? Or yeah, I'm, I've seen it. It's like her high school photo or something, right? She's got long blonde hair. Yeah, there's this yeah. then and now side. I, I found it yeah. kind of funny. Um, okay. You know, you know who is super hot? Back this in the is, day? Yeah, this is a tragedy. Uh, you know Big Red? Yeah. Have you seen her picture when she was younger? Yeah, there was some kind of dating profile. Someone Ooh. found her on OkCupid okay or something. And that uh, is my type. Red yeah. hair, and she had the look. And, I, and that shows you why I got in trouble because mentally that didn't add up. It was just physically my type. I'm of Google imaging her now. I know. Her I'm looking at her. Yeah. Anti Binks and Big Red before and after. Everybody do this. Big Red, even if you don't happen to like the uh, the redheads or the white girls. Big Red before and after. She had this kind of Scarlett Johansson even look to her. Yeah. Woo. Triggered. <laughs> she. Yeah, she has those long gloves on. She's at like some kind of formal. Yeah. Huh. Look at that face. Wonder that what happened. Well, she got feminism. That's what happens. Let this be a warning. Well, but they're not listening to the warning. Again, of, of the. I should categorize or list or um, what's the word doctrine chronicle I should write down the main epiphanies I've had in the past two years or the current ones I'm currently wrestling with one we talked about before where it's how do you allow yourself to be happy and enjoy free time yeah um, another would be letting loved ones go and not which is that's easy to do and to accept it's not it's letting their failure and pain in life not affect you. Um, so that's another one. Um, and the third one is, I'm wondering, again, do women on a genetic level really want men, or was it out of necessity they had to be with a guy to survive? I would bet everything on that. All of you, it. Because it, it really, it's it's because it, if you just stand back, like take politics and everything out of it, and you look at it and say, okay, what are they, how are they behaving? Well, they're escaping. They've made the decision. They're not being feminine. They don't want to be feminine. We've always known women wanted sex nowhere near as much as men. 
Um, there seems to be, we've talked about that before, that Black Widow praying mantis kind of angle where it's like some of them outright hate men. Um, so now the counter argument is, well, Captain, um, they, they're getting government money and now they're also brainwashed, which is another fourth epiphany we could argue about is, holy shit, how effective is brainwashing? Humans really are sheep and robots. And it's do they even bad. have sentient thought? Everyone's wearing the thick rim glasses. <clears throat> but if you look, you know, accounting for that as well, okay. But you would think biological programming would then override that. And I, I don't see it. I'm getting a distinct impression that, you know, a lot of gals, like in their core, of course, they needed men. They didn't necessarily want them. And if they want them, it's only going to be the top 5%. So, um, yeah, it, that's, that's, and that, that's what happened. I think with the brainwashing and the conditioning and all, you got an entire philosophy, which I can't even argue with in this one regard. Feminism is right in this one regard. Women don't need men. You really don't. Uh, and women have chosen kind of quite clearly that path. Do you know how I see a lot of younger people just because of what I do? Um, most yeah. of them, most of the women, it's just not a big priority for them. They prioritize yeah. hanging out with their friends, some of them their career, a lot of them travel. Right. It's kind of just like men, uh, maybe at some point. Right. It's crazy. Well, is it though? I mean, no, no, I'm saying it makes sense on an intellectual level. But I mean, to me, can you imagine a 25 year old guy like not wanting pussy? But that's men are programmed that way. And we want yeah. someone to who was it? Somebody was telling me it was like nine to one. Like men have 10 times the sexual drive as well. I don't know how you measured that, but I would believe it. it, it men want sex more than women because that's pre predominantly our primary driver. Um, so men can't imagine getting rid of women, but I can see women like, God, this guy's annoying me. I'm getting hit on again. Da da da. And and now it's not only, you know, some guy makes an approach to a girl at a bar and she, she dismisses him or tells him to fuck off. Now it's like they mock and ridicule, and and you're kind of like, you know, oh, you might get in trouble uh approaching a gal or propositioning a gal, like, well, eh. You know, so the like I even had a client. He he went to a nightclub downtown. I'm like, what are you doing going to a nightclub downtown? You don't get girls there. You know, that's not. But um, no, it's it's uh, that's one of the frontier questions. I guess will be resolved in the next two years, and then five years from now, that'll be old hat. You know, it'll be it'll be established canon. Uh, you know, red pill 101. Uh, that women on a genetic or program level really don't want men and you're going to have to figure out how to win. Then you have to be in the top 20% or whatever. And yeah. They don't need them and they mostly don't want them either. That's yeah. No, I, I, uh, I would love to hear, you know, I know we have predominantly red pill women in here, but I'd love to hear any women's opinion in the chat room or email me. Um, Cause I, I, I really, I got to look at it as a scientist. Like what is female behavior right now? It's, Pretty clear they don't want men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. All right. What else for Super Chats? think we are good. Let me just make sure. Yeah, we're good. Good. Um, let me get through the uh, sponsors here. Uh, Alaska Chaga. If you're looking for something. Huh? I'm saying I got 45 more minutes or something. Okay, good. We got plenty of time. Then. So Alaska Chaga, if you are looking for a substitute. To coffee, go to alaskachaga.us and get yourself some mushroom tea. It's mushroom tea. Say mushrooms? Yes, mushrooms. You can get it in full mushrooms, dried out. 
ground it up more, and then powder. You can actually get powder. And so it has a whole bunch of health benefits uh, beyond coffee. Uh, helps out with your organs and your kidney and your liver and your spleen and your stomach and everything else. It even has great elbow health. If you have problems with your elbow, drink Alaska Chaga tea. You can find that at alaskachaga.us. Guaranteed, 100% guaranteed to fix your elbow problems, which I am lying about. Praxy, P-R-A-X-E-Y. Get the Praxy app if you wish to contact me or other people that you have a question about. There are different specialists on the Praxy app. It allows you to contact us guys on our phone directly, and we can consult you Uh Directly, uh, if it's like emergency asshole consulting, basically is what I used it for. I haven't heard it from one client. I don't know if it's if it's working or what, or if people aren't signing up for it or whatever. But give it a try. Um, very expensive, so make sure you got your question ready to go. That's P R A X E Y. Uh, if you uh, aren't in a rush and uh, but you still have a problem that cannot be solved with general consultations, me and Chad shooting this shit. Go to assholeconsulting.com and send me your questions. Chad, is it worth? $35 for a video response for me to tell you not to major in environmental science. Well, I mean, it's like you always say, people aren't going to take uh, advice seriously unless they have to pay for it. So I'm inclined to say yes. Right. If, if you, well, let me ask you a simpler mathematical question. If you can pay $35 today to save $100,000 tomorrow, is that worth it? Well, of course. I try to tell people this too in my own business. <laughs> But no one listens. That's no, they won't listen. <laughs> so anyway, go to assholeconsulting.com and basically learn from my mistakes where I will tell you the mistakes you're about to make so that you don't make them. And trust you, me, you will save. I mean, I can't guarantee you, but man, we're talking a thousand percent rate. Of, any one of my books, I will give a thousand percent rate of return guarantee on my books because if you read it and do what's in the books, you're going to earn back 10 times the amount you spent, you know. $9 on worthless or $9 on reconnaissance, man. The gas savings alone, you'll it, buying and reading and implementing what are in my books will get a positive rate of return. I can guarantee that. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But if there's something specific to you, go to assholeconsulting.com and shoot me your specific questions. Uh, we also have a bunch of books here. Uh, where did Pence Principle go? Oh, that's not it. Did I lose it? Randall, sorry, not Russell Randall. The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick. Read this. This is another high rate of return book, although I didn't write it. Basically, how not to have your life and career ruined through Me Too and false accusations of rape. We have the four pillars of the neo Renaissance man. All right. This is basically how to be a man in an environment today where masculinity is viewed as toxic, psychologically wrong and just a real anti-male environment and behavior we have some of my other books reconnaissance man please get that book before you go off to college or if you're in college <coughs> and you finished your first or second any guy can get it but basically before you decide where to move and buy a house get that book curse of the high iq available both in english and french which is les maldiction de la intelligence a friend of mine who speaks French pronounced it and said that my pronouncing of it is horrible. Uh, but you can find this book on Amazon, paperback, and audio. We have Love Letters to the Left. This is actually a big book, and it is, uh, it's actually pretty cool. I kind of like how it's almost a coffee table book. Uh, but this is the best of my blog posts from 2016 to 2018 uh, with the new pinup drawn by some artist. Uh, you can find other best of books uh, like this one here. 
The best of Captain Kaplan. I think this is the first backup, main backup. This is all economics. If you want to get a good primer on economics and philosophy, this would be a good one to read. And if you like my books, uh, trust you me. <coughs> Excuse me. Get the rest of these. Uh, read the blog posts because they're short, sweet, and they will expand your thoughts. Worthless, young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Get that for a friend or a loved one so they don't major in worthless shit like that. Doc Ray gal. And the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Chad, why did I write this book? Uh, well, it was to help people. No, uh, no, it's because I hate blacks. That's why oh, I wrote oh, this right, book. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the number one criticism of this book is that it's racist. I don't need no racist white man telling me. <laughs> Just like, wow. Stay in it's your racist. Way. It's racist to help out your fellow black man. Well, I'm not. It's racist to help out a fellow American who happens to be black with financial advice because you you happen to be a financial expert. I just, I love that. I love that. Uh, you can find all those on Amazon.com. Uh, what's this one? Oh, I gotta hang on. There it is. Going Home to Cherry Valley by M.L. Lewis. It's about a story of a man who leaves his wife to start his life anew in his hometown of Cherry Valley, and then she comes back. So check that out. It's a little bit of fiction, a little bit of Harlequin, not romance, anti-romance, Harlequin, anti-romance for men. Cafe Richies, spelled Cafe Richese, which is Cafe Rich and then S-A-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E. Uh, he is the coffee sponsor of the Older Brother Podcast and the Clary Podcast. Check that out. Academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com. If you don't want to write your papers for college, I don't know if he does high school. Do you know if he does high school? Uh, I'm sure he probably would. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't that get you in trouble, I guess, if they're not adults? Or, I don't know. I guess. You could, I, I don't know. A worthless uh, paper is a worthless paper. Yeah. Boy, I bet you. How many papers do you have to rewrite from junior year to your senior year in college? God, the same I, shit. That's why I'm so happy I went into a numbers-related thing because I hated pointless papers. Oh, God. I hated them. The big jobs program for fucking liberal arts majors. Um, <clears throat> anyway, go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writing staff will write your papers for you. You're doing nothing more than what smart corporations do, and that is outsourcing uh, tasks they don't want to do. So do that. Be smart like smart corporations with MBA-laden fucks. Outsource your writing to academiccomposition.com. And then he's always hiring people to do writing and marketing for him. Just contact Alex by going to academiccomposition.com. Tell him the captain sent you. mngoldbuyer.com. Go to mngoldbuyer.com to get your precious metals, be it silver or gold. mngoldbuyer.com. Minnesota abbreviation, goldbuyer.com. Tell him the captain sent you. If you would like to advertise on the show, which I'm going to talk about here if we get time, uh, contact the old Capmeister. And uh, it's $100 a month. You get a Cappy the Whore for a video. I plug your product like I do wonderfully all my sponsors here, including awesome sponsors like rdklegal.com. Contact Russell at rdklegal.com before you get married because he specializes in divorce. And so the time to call a divorce lawyer is when, Chad? Uh, you want to do this before? Or you're actually going to do the old splitteroo. Uh, well, even before that, you want to do it before you get engaged. Right, right. That yeah. is, <clears throat> so contact Russell at rdklegal.com. Uh, any super chats? Uh, we have a few more here. All right, let's go to those. 
Okay. Dr. Khan blog for $5. This is what we were talking about earlier. He says, if that is the case with women, then the only solution is for men to undo their programming and not need or want women. I think that's too hard because of the biological. Yeah. How, how do you undo your pro? You can't. You yeah. Just can't. Yeah. I mean, you'll get, I know as you get older and I've talked to other guys older than me and uh, it's kind of universal. Like they're like, if I lose my wife or the girlfriend goes away or, or they actually have gone MGTOW like Bernard Chapin. Um, yeah. They, they're not going to lie. Yeah. They, they like some tail but they're not going to go through the hell they went through in the past to get it. Um, yeah. you'll ne you're never going to get rid of your programming, but you can, once you give up, it actually is quite liberating and life gets a lot better. Once you, you stop having women dictate your life. It really does. Yeah. Um, okay. Charles Mack for $2 and 67 cents says in and out once again, enjoy this super chat. Thanks Charlie. Yeah. He's around a lot and he's Seattle, yeah. right? He's also Seattle. I don't know. I can't remember. He might he be. Is. All right. Uh, and then Dr. Khan blog gave us another dollar with no message. Sweet. I like, I like the give me dats. I think that's free market, it. free market. Give me dats. I like that. And go buy Pokeball with it. Oh, slowly waking up. How's your fitness and diet routine going? Pretty good, actually. Um, good. Yeah. I've been running. Um, I lost like four pounds. I think it's all fat that I lost. Um, huh. but, uh, yesterday and today, uh, I'm taking the day off and, um, I'm also trying to lower cortisol. And if you constantly work out, see, that's, what's great about being out West is I want to hike. It doesn't even feel like working out. Like I will go hike for eight hours and it's just wonderful. Just absolutely. I throw on the headphones and go. Um, so you don't realize you, but like in Minnesota where there's like no exploring, there's no adventuring. It's like, you're at the treadmill. I hate the treadmill. Fuck. And then it's like, oh, you can run outside. Why? To look at more farm fields, you know, like, oh, here's here's a slightly different trail around the same looking like that. You know, there's 17,000 lakes in the state. I, Charles so my, Mack. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, Charles Mack clarifies he's from the great state of Becklafia in uh, PA. Oh, he's in Pennsylvania. Oh, Becklafian yeah. land. That's Becklafia. Speaking of guys who don't like hiking. Yeah, that was funny that time you all did that. So. God, that poor kid. He made it up, though. He made it up. It's, uh... I won't say who, but I just can't believe somebody else that was in the group didn't have trouble. But I don't I, I do that person you talk about. Well, we could say it. I, I think it's a proud statement that's not slamming on him. I'm just really surprised Forney was able to. <laughs> Forney, Forney did good. Forney was in. I mean, OK, yeah, he's overweight. He's fat, but. His cardio and his, he got up, no problem. Hope uh, he's not insulted by that. I mean, it no, is a compliment. Yeah. No, it is, it is a compliment, but Matt knows he needs to. I Did I tell you, I'll, I'll tell it to these guys too, because I'm an asshole, but it's it's 100% true. Did I tell you about the weight loss challenge I wanted to have Beckloff and Forney compete against in? Uh, if you did, I don't remember it, but sounds like fun. <laughs> well, both of them need to lose weight, okay? Because we don't lie. We're not girls here. Oh, my God, you're amazing. No, 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 we don't do that. Both of them need to lose weight, not only to look better, but health-wise, right? We agree with this. Yes. Okay. All right. They agree with it, too. So I was thinking, like, well, what if we had, like, a competition and it would be the weight off, you know? And then uh, Forney was out in Central Europe and there were mountains he could hike. Uh, Beckloff is in Pennsylvania. There's some mountains out there. Or at least, and I'm like, okay, look, guys, let's have a competition I'll pay you 250 bucks for the prize money. Whoever loses the highest percentage of their, um, <clears throat> of their total weight 
it would market and hey, there's a competition going on. People would tune in more to their podcasts. It would help even if you lost, like okay, say uh, Beck lost, uh, Beck Loft lost. 15% and uh, Forney lost 17. Even if Beckloff didn't win the $250 prize, he'd be thinner. Um, and then it'd be advertising from, I'd be more than willing to spend 250 bucks because then it would drive traffic to my site. And we'd have, you know, a prize and I'd make up some stupid, I'd make up, uh, I go to a, a trophy store, you know, places that make trophies. Yeah. And it would just be a fat ass. You know, I'd make a fat, yeah, you win the fat ass trophy, you know, that, you know, some kind of bullshit shtick like that. And they didn't do it, but both of them did make it up Angel's Landing. They did. And Forney wasn't pretty, he, he tackled it pretty aggressively. I, I was kind of impressed, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, we're, we're up to date. That's it. All right. Let's yeah. get, um, um, do I want to, what do you want? Do you want to talk industry or do you want to talk about 30 things millennials are killing off? Uh, well, first things first, is there any asshole consulting accounting related right now? No, there, there's not a uh, quote unquote, thankfully. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing that we're like, Oh, ask Chad this. We're, we're in the clear for that. Okay. Yeah. It's, let's, let's bash millennials. That's always okay. Fun. Let's, uh, it, it's not actually bashing millennials. This is actually 100% true. Um, 30 things millennials are killing off. Uh, the greatest generation bravely fought the horrors of World War II in order to bring about lasting peace across Europe and the rest of the world. The baby boomers grew up in a post-war period and shaped the world as we know it by pledging allegiance to the American dream. But millennials, whose birth years span from roughly 1980 to 1996, notice Gen X is nowhere to be found in this article. Right. We don't exist. Uh, aren't content with doing things just because that's where they've always been done. Here's a guideline to all the industries products and institutions millennials are killing off all right first one canned tuna huh I, that's a little I, random isn't it's it? a little red right yeah canned tuna uh are blaming the wolves on the millennials why for not owning can openers they may seem a bit much but big tuna is feeling the heat after sustaining a nearly 40 percent decline over the last few decades i did not know that i thought just canned tuna was gross yeah, I can't see how it actually had good sales to begin with, but if they want to blame the millennials, fine. No. Okay. Beer. This one surprised me. Beer. I could see that. But all millennials do is they work coffee barista jobs or the programmers or they open up microbrews. So when you say beer, are they specifying like the macro brews, like Bud Light, Budweiser, Miller, and all that? No. If beer, big-time beer companies like Coors and Bud Lizers had their way, millennials would be following in the footsteps of previous generations and knocking back cold ones left and right. But it's becoming increasingly clear that millennials are turning their back on beer in favor of spirits, wine, and gasp, not drinking at all. Though the industry estimates it has lost 10% of its market to other alcoholic beverages, it's hard to pinpoint this generation's lack of interest in beer of any one factor. Recent craft cocktail boom and TV shows like Sex in the City made craft cocktails seem cool and sophisticated, especially compared to traditional masculine image beer companies have long advertised. Additionally, millennials are generally more conscious about their health, which is also a factor in the reduced intake. Uh, they are opening up sarsaparilla bars where there are no... Sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla bars, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oil, I don't have to go through that. They don't drive, right? Millennials drive oil bad. They're saving the world. They're changing lives. Da, da, da. Football. For many, many Americans, football is more than just a sport. It's a way of life from the NFL all the way to Pop Warner 
leagues. Football is such a popular and lucrative sports for previous generations. It was almost impossible to imagine an American way of life without it. But many millennials can't imagine a life without it, and that's got a lot of people worried. It's no secret that football is dangerous. Millennial parents aren't too eager to sign their kids up for a sport that could cause serious permanent injuries or even brain damage. And kids aren't banging their begging their parents to play either. This one, although this has been going down since the baby boomers, they're they're the original trailblazers in this trend. What what is probably the number one thing going down the toilet? And if you're including baby boomers, man, um, what were the baby boomers best at? Basically, going into debt, spending money. Better um, than that. They're, they're even better than that. Jeez, irresponsible sex. You're getting closer. Uh, man. So divorce. They're oh, great. Right, right. They da, are da, 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 da. Olympic yeah, athletes at divorce. divorce <clears throat> Marriage. Yeah. For a while now, millennials have been saying, I don't to I do. As few as four out of 10 millennials have tied the knot, according to the 2016 Gallup poll. Research suggests that millennials are putting off marriage in order to travel and optimize their careers in much greater numbers than previous generations. But really, the biggest variable seems to be financial security. Millennials are putting off marriage for much longer because of financial obligations, which is no longer what is the largest form of debt in their pie chart of debt, Chad? What is the largest pie in the pie chart of debt? Uh, it's got to be have. student student loan debt. <laughs> nope. No. No, that's number two. The number one thing is car loans. So keep in mind, when they're begging and pleading to get bailed out of their student loans, they're going to go and get themselves a car loan. I never would have guessed that. I that, didn't that guess was that. More than, yeah, that's wow. But yeah, that's why I'm like, go fuck yourself. Just go fuck yourself, you goddamn parasites. Such as student loan debt and stagnant wages, which are limiting their ability to forge the successful lives they feel they need to obtain first before making a marital commitment. For many, marriage has become a status symbol, but millennials aren't giving up on relationships entirely. They're simply redefining it in their own way. J. Crew. Um, Fancy clothing? I, I didn't know what J. Crew was. This is they're just uh buying fashion online instead of going. Oh, right. Yeah. Running. Running given is going that down. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, all-time high of 19 million runners <clears throat> just two years earlier. A couple things. Actual millennials are likely more likely than baby boomers to choose non-competitive fitness activities like yoga. Anything that's not hard. Yoga's hard. Shut up. The I'm a focus, surprised. Yeah. The focus for millennials is less about winning and more about maintaining great alignment through warrior pose. Boutique studios that offer personalized services. Just say you don't want to work out. Just, just say that. Just say you don't want to sweat. Okay. Uh, golf. This one I saw. Uh, pour one out for the classic round of 18 holes. New studies show that golf, long the preferred pastime of the wealthy and powerful. I'm, I'm wealthy and powerful now, Chad. I'm very wealthy and powerful. You've made it. <laughs> Dude, I go to the shittiest municipal courses. <laughs> it's not high on the list of things millennials are into. Overall, participation as a sport is down across the board in the U.S. and golf-related sales are down millions of dollars, causing some in the industry to wonder what the future holds. It's not hard to understand why millennials haven't spent up for the tees. For starters, it's an incredibly expensive sport. It is not. It's not as expensive as you think. You get a used set of golf clubs at Goodwill. You go to the municipal courses. You can, you can actually do it. I'll tell you this, it's cheaper than a fucking degree you guys paid a quarter million dollars for that's not paying anything. Uh, golf country club memberships, you don't need... What? Plus the exorbitant golf or country club memberships required by most courses. No, you're lying. This, you don't. Most of the places don't require memberships. <clears throat> Second, there's the well-documented problem of golf. Golf is the good old boys club. 
that makes no secret of its sexist attitudes toward women. Yeah, because that's I've never seen women all night. This is this is a lie. Who wrote this? Garbage. It's true, but it's it's the the diagnosis by Adrienne McAveline. Everything it's it's you know what millennials are killing off too? Independent thought where you just script it. It's like, oh, it's feminism, oh, it's racism, oh, it's sexism. Serial gyms. They don't go DV to gyms. They don't go to gyms. DVRs, razors. There's one I want to get to. Mayonnaise. This is interesting. Mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. uh, the linchpin potato. Ba, 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 da, ba. Millennial consumers' general disdain for regular mayo is doing, due to its unappealing texture and appearance. But if millennials are not reaching for mayonnaise, what are they reaching for? Increasingly, the answer is vegan mayo, a healthier alternative. I highly doubt that. I want to see the numbers on vegan mayo. Uh, McMansions that we knew because well they can't afford it, and uh, the baby boomers are dumping those on the market. McMansions are a perfect visual metaphor for the gulf between baby boomer culture and millennials. Boomers want to show off their wealth, power, and prestige with gaudy, oversized homes, while millennials are too busy paying down their student loan debt to even think about buying these architectural monstrosities. All this translates to a growing crisis for aging boomers who are having a difficult time finding buyers for the McMansions as they look to downsize from retiring. The nine to five workday, that's good. Oh, this is bad. <clears throat> Hooters. They're not going to Hooters? They're not going to Hooters. Unlike their Gen X counterparts. Hey, we get mentioned who powered the chain to success in the 90s and early 2000s. Millennials have ditched the wings and cleavage combo for fast, casual dining delivery services and at-home meal kits. Falling sales prompted Hooters to remodel its restaurants and update the menu, but these changes are likely to bring are unlikely to bring millennials through the door, according to experts. This I've been predicting for years, because um, you can see it in South Dakota. Motorcycles. What do you see when you picture a motorcycle old owner, an older retiree out cruising on a Harley Davidson, a well-off Gen Xer who has the time and money to indulge in an expensive hobby? This gal must must think that if you do anything but leave the house, it's an expensive hobby. You can save money on a motorcycle. That's how I got into motorcycling was to save money on gas. Uh, that's exactly the crisis the motorcycle industry, Harley Davidson in particular, is facing as younger consumers dismiss the once highly coveted status symbol of owning a motorcycle as an irrelevant, frivolous piece of nostalgia. <laughs> Forget about the house, uh, the high price tag. <clears throat> there are other obstacles to consider. Where do you store a motorcycle when you live at home with your parents? And where do you ride it? Millennials are more likely to view motorcycles as a form of transportation as opposed to an expensive hobby, which means the entire industry has some serious challenges ahead. Lottery tickets. That's good. Vacations. Mm. I thought they said it was all about travel. Which one is it, lady? Yeah. <clears throat> Taking time off for younger people in the workforce, blah, blah, blah. Napkins? So what's the alternative to a napkin? Paper I don't towel? know. Uh, nothing is safe for millennials, not even the lowly napkin. This humble staple of the table place setting is under attack from cash-strapped, eco-conscious millennials. Many view napkins as a waste of money and resources compared to paper towels, which are more than versatile than simple two-ply. What? Guys, you're not going to save the fucking planet ditching napkins. Uh, Grubhub, Bubba, they've thrown a fistful of napkins. Applebee's. <laughs> Shit, I don't even want to go to Applebee's. I don't think we have that within the city limits here. I Well, don't you have like a $15 an hour minimum wage or something like that? 
probably yeah it seems like all these major chains are out in the burbs like we don't have them here yeah, yeah why why would they go to they, they have profit in order to get their investors in order to get money and expansion capital uh they have to meet certain requirements in terms of rate of return so it's just not financially feasible to to go there uh movie theaters credit cards really they're using pre prepaid credit cards and using cash starter homes this is interesting you know the kind a cute little one a or two bedroom place in the 200 300,000 range that's only meant to be lived in for a few years before trading up for a dream home millennials are skipping this once thriving market those that can afford it jump straight into more permanent homes for a variety of economic reasons millennials are more likely than any other age group to live at home with their parents or pay higher rent for a longer period of time that eats an income they could otherwise be saving for a down payment. When millennials are ready to buy homes, it's far later in life than in previous generations. Plus, the U.S. housing market is skewed towards larger, higher-end homes, squeezing out the lower and middle tier. You just told me that the, the baby boomers are trying to get rid of their, their McMansions. They're ditching grocery stores, American cheese, retirement. <clears throat> Being able to retire implies the ability to save money. Not exactly short-term plans for an entire generation of young people with less than one month's rent in their savings accounts. <laughs> Paying down student loan debt, being able to afford health insurance are seen as more important than saving up expenses 30 or 40 years down the road. Millennials might be the first generation to work well into their golden years. No, that's called the baby boomers. The millennials just aren't going to be able to retire. Diamonds, I'm glad they're kicking that out. Cars. Millennials have a much less emotional attachment to their cars than boomers and are more likely to share cars or use public transportation. In fact, younger drivers are more likely to be dissatisfied with driving overall due to the environmental impact of carbon emissions and the high price of maintenance. It, you're not saving the environment, kids. Final one, department stores. Department stores? Oh, who knows? They're buying stuff online. I could, you know, some of these are legit. Yeah, some of them are a little repetitive. Too. Yeah, I well, she had it. She had a writer. She had a writer thing. Now she had a. Let's look her up. How much you want to bet she's not an engineer and she has student loan debt and she has 10, 10 uh, Twitter followers? I'm gonna guess that she's wearing those problem glasses we keep uh, talking about. Yeah, Adrienne McAlvain. She does not have the glasses, but she's got the short hair and Brooklyn, oh. New York. Oh. I've delivered original, engaging, and viral-friendly articles, but none of them went viral. There, all my articles are viral-friendly. If any time you guys want to retweet any of them, they can go viral. I need features to send you send you more target photos. Is what I need to do. Yes, you need to do that. Uh, feature columns for Google Play, Time Warner Cable. Who writes articles for Time Warner Cable? Yeah, are they still around? But <laughs> it's a cable company. What they got a they got a magazine division. Time Magazine. Yeah, URB Magazine, Bellow Magazine, and contributed to several long-term projects supplying concise film content for recommended guys. Do you notice how it's like, I didn't do shit. Just, just say, I didn't do shit. I wrote for some crappy magazines and articles, and I haven't done shit. Writer, 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 festival guide writer. I do it. You wrote a guide for a festival. Bachelor's of Science in, I can't even believe this is a Bachelor's of Science. Guess what she has a Bachelor's of Science in? I was going to say creative writing or English. What You're you close. Got? Film and television. Film and television. Yep. That remember the guy that majored in puppetry? Yeah. Did you remember the guy that majored in camping? 
Camping, and now that'd be something to major in. There's a Sierra Nevada, Sierra Club guy out in the Twin Cities. They tried to stop a bridge from going through and went through anyway. He has a master's in outdoor recreation. Oh. I'll never forget that. I'm just like, so you have a master's in camping. Just just say you don't want to work and you can't afford not even the nice things, just the average things in life. You can't afford. You know what I paid for my golf club set? Uh, they were definitely used. They were so used. Say, uh, 100 bucks. Nope, 35. Used that all? That's all. Got a full set of clubs. They're not the nicest clubs, but they work. You know what I paid for my golf club set here? Um, I'll go higher. I'll say 50 bucks. Zero dollars. My dad just gave me his used clubs. Oh, that's cool. Yep. It it's oh well. Um can we, can we do a quick super chat or yeah, let's do done? some super chats and then if we got time, I'm gonna talk about uh turtle well, monkey and the guys. Oh damn, I want to hear that. Um, so this is a very special super chat. And I'm being <laughs> serious. Right. Atham right. for seven dollars and seventy-seven cents says, I've lost twenty-three pounds so far. I am no wow. longer carrying a bowling ball around. Also, just paid off my car last night. No more debt, so have some happy bucks. Nice. All right, yeah, Atham. That, Atham. Atham's always been in good shape. I wonder if he gained weight since I last saw him because he was never out of shape. We we hiked a little mountain. Um, well, he sent. He might have sent you this too. We saw the before and after. Pictures. I've never seen the before. Oh wait, is it in our? Is in our? Chat I think it's thread? in the chat. Yeah, oh, I'll go back and look. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great, Atham. He lost twenty three pounds. That's great. That's um. Yeah. Tell us yeah. your secret. I mean, I don't. You, need you don't eat weight. and you work out more. What do you mean the secret? Don't act like a chick. Don't act like you don't know. You eat well, less I and you know. work out more. That's, that's it. I want to give an opportunity to brag a little bit. That's all. <laughs> How do I get my bench press up? You lift more and lift heavier. What? I guess that question would be like on par with how do I get the girls? How do I lose weight? Do you know how many billions of dollars diet people have made off of people believing that there's like something other than eat less and work out more? Like here's your here's your jenny craig shit here's your diet food schedule here's here's a pill God, what a scam um i may only have like 10 minutes but i want to hear about this you turd well, hang monkey, on. huh? well hang on let me let me grab my list because i did want to do a video this will save me time hang on okay a breaking rocks in the hot sun i fought the law and the law won I was listening to Bernard Chapin, and um, he mentioned turd flinging monkey, which I'm I'm kind of psych curiously interested psychologically or philosophically. Where he he'll have great economic observations, but then he's got a sex doll. It's just it's an oddity. It's like well, that's that's different. Um, so I, I have a curiosity peaked uh, with that guy, but he got um, all of his videos taken down, but his channel is still up on YouTube. Um. Turf they're all taken down. So they were all taken down. Yeah. So they're all taken down. Um, and this has caused, especially within the MGTOW community, but I'd say the red pill community where people start to scramble saying like, we're getting to monetize. I don't even bother monetizing my videos anymore unless it's like no cursing. Cause it's, it's just, I'm not relying on Google monetizing anything. Um, so now people are like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And I, years ago, two years ago, when the first adpocalypse came, I'm like, well, we essentially have radio shows. Why don't we do what radio shows do and have our own sponsors like alaskacharga.us. Or I Steve's Jerky. <laughs> or Steve's Jerky. Yeah, anything. And I got so much fucking flack for like rolling over and da-da-da. And I'm like, guys. So 
it's been a problem of mine to find other people to do sponsors and advertisers, but I thought this is a perfect example, not to just talk about demonetization because that's going to happen no matter what, but to show you guys the real lay of the land here that what we have is basically radio show programs. And <laughs> Don't you mute it? No, dude, that's my clients. I got to run. All right, short version. Let me go through the best red pill um, advertisers. If you want to advertise, these guys are actually stepping up. Oh, he's got to go. I'm going to go through this. Chad will come back later after this. So thanks for being on the show. Uh, and I do want to shout out to these guys because this is going to be the future. You have to start running your own ads on your channel. You have to, and this is the free market. And so, this, and it's sad how few people got the hustle and would even get back to you. Cause I've gone, you guys know my problems. Where I'm like, I'm trying to find people to run ads on. I want to spend money. I was talking to a guy on the golf course the other day where it's like, I've been trying to run ad and no one gets back to you. This is the future, guys. This is where we can help each other out. We can introduce one another to each other's audiences. We can advertise one another's wares and products and services. And so I had to sit down and think of the different, um, people I know, and this is predominantly the red pill, um, but there's other places you could go. Economiccollapse.blogspot.com. He's a, he's a good example if you want to do more economics. Uh, and here's the list of people I recommend. I advertise on these places, right? Because these people will get back to you. Number one, Terrence Pop, his uh, producer, Blake, will get back to you, right? He, you can run ads. He's got great uh, uh, reach and audience. Right. And Blake immediately gets back to you. Tom Lankus is another one, although I think he may be retired. He's doing his other thing and all that. But uh, Gary and Dino would get back to you. So I don't know. Maybe if you want to try go advertising with Tom Lankus, uh, go there, check it out. Sandman. Sandman is one of the, the, the guys that has the most hustle in this regard. And he immediately jumped on it when he started getting a bunch of his videos demonetized. And he will get back to you. He'll contact you. Do you want to add? Do you want to run ads? Okay, let's scratch each other's back. I argue we should not be charging. We should just, hey, I'll advertise you and plug your stuff if you do mine for free. But if people want to exchange money and get taxed, that's fine. Uh, Matt Forney, again, maybe not a huge audience, but Matt will get back to you. Same thing with Beckloff. Maybe not a huge audience, but they'll get back to you. Uh, not Red Pill, but certainly targeting men under 40 would be world-class bullshitters. Sometimes Jeff will get back to you, sometimes not. Again, big reach, but contact him. Um, you got to follow him on Twitter. Rolo Tomasi started taking advertisers. Um, no BS. I got it. Hey, do you want you? Okay. Here's your money. Uh, Bernard Chapin, where I heard the uh, turd flinging monkey got demonetized. Uh, go to Bernard Chapin. He runs ads. Turd flinging monkey as well. Uh, that's what promoted this. So go to turd flinging monkey. I don't know if you want to advertise on this show. He's got to reach. He's got to reach. And then, and then there's this other guy called Aaron Clary, where if you offer me money, fuck yes, I will, I will promote, I will be your whore. I will promote whatever it is, as long as it's legal. And, uh, I just, you know, I saw that the, the paradigm is shifting. The market is changing. Google is no longer going to allow, <clears throat> unless you have big tits and you play video games like, Tee -hee. oh my goodness. Hey guys. It's it, and and unless it's G, trust me, the day is coming. If you even say PG thirty, you say shit ass. Oh, our our precious and easily offended advertisers can. That's not monetizable. Just give it up. Help each other out. Promote one another's stuff. 
And then for, there's other people who are hugely prominent within the red pill community or the libertarian community or <clears throat> the dark pill or whatever subspheres within the internet spheres that we all run in. There are plenty of other people with huge audiences and you guys are not monetizing. You are failing to capitalize on this by running ads. I, I mean, and I know, I know you could take the approach of Stefan Molnu. We don't do ads here. If you please donate, just donate. We'd really appreciate it. That's an ad. That's an ad. Right? I say, oh, it's just one ad, and that way we can focus on it. It's like, yes, I understand. And Molyneux did one time. He looked at um, Peter Schiff. And I think Peter Schiff's show, 20% of the time, was ads. And Molyneux, for his own right reasons, he says, I don't want to have 20% ads. I want to have like a little bit, <clears throat> and we focus on Fine, his choice. But for the rest of you, if you're complaining about not having this, I know we got patreon and all this other stuff but you're not dependent on politics and the third party that all of a sudden gets you know right now patreon i got my patreon they haven't really taken anything down really haven't posted anything that's all that quite controversial up there actually by the way it's just really like well if you want to help out you can donate money here uh <clears throat> but the day will come you know miss feminist studies majors gets promoted to the department of culture diversity and thought policing and uh, banishes everyone who's to the right of Karl Marx. Uh, any guy who talks about male rights or uh, the, the concerns of males, oh, misogyny, banned. Uh, you can rely on each other, though. <clears throat> you don't need a third party. Take a third party. Go ahead. Have yourself um, you know, Patreon. Have yourself PayPal. Have yourself... Your Amazon affiliate program. I have all three. You can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You can help out right there. The Amazon thing is the only thing that doesn't cost you anything more because you are going to buy that stuff anyway. Uh, but on top of that, if you want to take the power out of these places or you just want to have like, you know, you want to like, dang, there went that source of income. I need to get a new one. You want to diversify your revenue streams. Well, here you go. Run ads on your shows. Make it easy for people to contact you who want to be advertisers and sponsors. I am always willing to spend money because <clears throat> if the price is right, I make more money. I mean, Tom, like us alone, my God, I'd be nowhere near as successful without running ads on it because it was absolutely worth the price. Rolo Tomasi, same thing. These guys I mentioned, I can't guarantee you're going to get a positive rate of return, but at least it's worth a month. Toss them a couple bucks, see what happens. <clears throat> and, you know... <laughs> The uh, the sponsors, and this is not to pick on Cafe Richese or Alaska Chaga, but dude, this is, I don't know, you guys ever go like in the local movie theater? Not a big one, the old town, old school, local movie theater. And then they run ads for, hey, come down to Bob's Coffee Hut, where Bob and his friends will make you good cup of joe. And, and, and Frank's Jewelry, come down to Main Street and Frank's Jewelry, ever been, and they <clears throat> run the local, you know the, the the local shops in the local town. It's like that. No, you're not. You're not going to get GM to run ads on your video where you talk about uh, how fat acceptance is delusional. You're not going to get Google to run ads from its portfolio of advertisers for Walmart if you're talking about. I'm trying to think what's. Politically, anything politically incorrect, anything that isn't leftist and rah rah diversity, 
socialism, feminism. I mean, you could say <clears throat> maybe Me Too's gone a little far. You're not going to run ads, and no one's going to. And, and I don't really necessarily blame advertisers because they don't want to run anything on po uh, political ads. But by God, you want to talk about more effective advertising? You have a very niche market, right? You don't have to worry like eh, Target. That's kind of general. Walmart. That's general. Auto service. That's general. Hey, here's some books on how to pick up women. Well, that's pretty specific and pretty tailored to the listening audience you got. In other words, the advertising is more effective here than if you run it. Oh God, I ran a, a radio ad once for behind the housing crash. That was jack fuck shit. The future is niche marketing within specialist blogs and YouTube channels <clears throat> and other forms of social social media. And if you get a cute girl with nice tits to, to promote it for, that'll help out too. <laughs> All right. Let me go to the Super Chats room one final time. I'm going to call it a night. There's Atham777. Joshua Landrum of 499. Thanks, Josh. I'm six minutes behind, but question, is there any difference between Gen Z and millennials, Gen Z? It, not really. That, they, they called it Gen Z. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Gen Y. No, Gen Z is the, I guess Gen Z arbitrarily now is 22 and younger. So if you're in college or younger, I guess you're officially considered Gen Z. I don't know if sociologically or culture-wise there's a difference. Um, I guess maybe the only thing is that Gen Z has been brought up with um, smartphones their entire lives. Or their entire pubescent lives. Uh, they were born after 9-11, maybe, so they don't remember it. <clears throat> That's another uh, demarcation point. Um, but culturally, I don't really see that much of a difference. I mean, I thought Gen Z maybe would be different, but I'm looking at now. Nah, they're all getting tattoos. They're all voting for socialism. It, it really is just millennials, millennials version 2.0. And even the book that I'm going to write is is aiming to help out Gen Z and other books that you know, like Seth uh, Hines have written, uh, "Skip College for Success" and other such things. Uh, that's still fringe. Gen Z is just it's the same thing. Well, you you went to school, you know what it's like. It oh, socialism is great, feminism and diversities and and race and sex and gender and traits and not accomplishments, achievements or work or or your brain. Um, it, tiring same old bullshit oh you have to go to college 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 i mean it, it's there's no difference between the two <clears throat> ahmed khan for two dollars cap can i get on as chad left i got content no I, i'm wrapping it up not ahmed we'll have you on we'll have you on i gotta i do have to get going i gotta take a shower and clean up plus i got a lunch date that's why i really gotta get going and that's it okay cool um run guts pull cones and pushing rubber downhill, two pod, uh, two podcasts, two books by our good friend Adam Piggott. Check that out by going to pushingrubberdownhill.com, his website. And he has two books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and pushingrubberdownhill.com. Pushing Rubber Downhill is a mandatory book for every young man out there to read women too. I just don't think you'd like it. Um, but it's it's the journey of a boy becoming a man. Um, and the saga continues. And just tune in to the podcast that he also has at Pushing Rubber Downhill. Com. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, Financial Survival Network, Kanto Talk with Silvio Kanto, Frank Servi at frankservi.com, spelled C-E-R-V-I, O'Shea Jackson, Jackson, 
on YouTube, Economic Invincibility at YouTube, TJMartinell.com, World Class Bullshitters on YouTube, Entrepreneurs in Cars starring Rich Cooper on YouTube, Michael Kings, I'm sorry, podcast.michaelkingswood.com. You check out a podcast there or just go to non-communist science fiction to see all the works of uh, my good colleague, Michael Kingswood. The Safety Doc, Dr. David Perodin at safetyphd.com. The Goddamn Bacon.com, not the Goddamn Bacon, the Goddamn Bacon. Dot com. And I also want to mention the School Sucks Project uh, with Brett. That's a good one that I'm tuning into, and I enjoy that very much. Uh, let's take a look. Ba -ba. Any last super chats? Oh, nonstop Dre. Ah, you got me, nonstop Dre360. Donation to the Poke Bowl Fund. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. All right, guys, I am out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Share, like, subscribe, comment, and we'll see you guys later. Toodles.